Allow me to reintroduce myself, my name is Ho, oh, H to the O-V I used to move snowflakes by the O-Z I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the R-O-C, Ho Fresh out the frying pan into the fire I be the music man's number one supplier Flyer than a piece of paper bearing my name Got the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain That's right, Ho, not D-O-C But similar to them letters, no one could do it better Good evening, and welcome to a very special edition of the Two Red Ringos podcast. You're usually used to hearing Phil Baki's voice over the airwaves, but tonight I will be your special guest host, Stan White, at Yes Lad FC, and I have here with me two great LFC Reds who are big big fans of the club who are great friends of mine. Also, we're all black men. And we're here tonight to discuss the atrocities of, (laughs) I I wanna call it a genocide, gentlemen, Uh, the atrocities that we've been facing our entire fucking lives. Uh, And it shit is, yes, whatever word, persecution, execution, Black men and women being considered less than human. And we're here tonight to discuss it because this needs to be discussed first. This is on all of our minds, all, all of our hearts. And um, I just want to let you guys introduce yourselves and then let's just fucking go. Okay, well, hey, I'm Antoine uh, from Montgomery, Alabama. Been a big red since... Um, my brother-in-law, actually, my late brother-in-law, got me into watching the game. And, um, you know, I've, I've made a lot of good friends through LFC Twitter and everything. And, um, you know, one of the reasons why I connected so much with this club, because it always was a um, a kind of for-the-people type club, you know. And uh, I appreciated the message they were sending and this is, you know, just like um, anything else. This is this is a serious subject, but this is close to my heart, obviously, because I'm a black male in America, you know, and I live this every day. So, for a lot of people in this country and around the world, they're just now really opening their eyes to this. But this is something I've been living for 33 years. You know, this is this is nothing new to me. I, I'm. You know, like I said, I'm from Montgomery, Alabama. This is the home of the civil rights movement. And, you know, <laughs> at the same time, it's also the cradle of the Confederacy. So it's a lot of a lot of tension that I've always grown up with around here and, and, and had to navigate through. And so when these things started happening, it was not surprising, but um it was is is trouble troubling nonetheless. But I'm glad that we have this platform just to speak on it. And uh, just I hope at the end of this, if anybody from any different parts of the, of the country or world listen to this and don't quite understand what this movement's about, because it's been kind of convoluted through the media with the lootings and the destruction. And that is that is not synonymous with the movement that they're trying to do right now. And uh, I just wanted to give everyone who listens a perspective 
directly from the mouth of a black man living in America. So hopefully we can we can clear some things up for people and, and enlighten some people. Uh, let me know your ad here. Tell me that. Uh, at that. Stokes334. Uh, like I said, big Liverpool fan. I talk a lot of a lot of uh you know opinions and and you know I I just say what I feel, commentate on all the games and sit there and just let the Twitter fingers work. So if you want to get some good uh combo coming. At me, bro. I'm I'm here. At me, bro. <laughs> at me, bro. At me, bro. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go. All right. Um, Mr. Gucci Mane. You have the floor. Thank you, fellas, fellas, fellas. Dan, thank you for having me on. Shout out to the uh, podcast host, Two Red Gringos, having us on as well. Appreciate it, fellas. Stokes, what's going on, man? How you feel? How you feel? Good, man. Good. I'm glad we got to do this. Like, like real talk. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad too. Man. I'm glad too. Well, my my ad is uh, learning brethren. I'm in um, Maryland, um, and um, when Stan asked me to come on, I was I thought it was like really important for us to as uh, black men to get together to talk about it, just to express our feelings on what's going on. I have uh, I have kids, and they have been you know they're of age, but they see what's going on, so. Explaining yes. exactly what's going on to them and how it affects them, and especially for my son, what he has to expect, or hopefully he doesn't have to expect, but still keeping him um, armed with the information for when he gets older. But he's he still is still sick, so I'm just you know you know concerned. You now that is, but yeah, I'm glad to be on, and let's get going, though. Uh, real quick, I mean, I think people know me fairly well by now. Because uh, I tweet a lot, and I don't shut the fuck up ever. But yeah, hi, my name is Stan White, 33 years old. I live in Mount Holly, New Jersey. I sell beer for a living. I drink a lot of beer for a living too. Um, and I've been a Liverpool fan since Jurgen Klopp took over. We're not here to discuss my prior relations or anything like that. Because I know some. There's some people know about that. And we're not here hold to on. talk about it. I, I don't. Hold on, Sam. We have to get into that at some point, though. At some point, we'll in talk. the footy, in the footy chat. We'll talk. We'll, we'll, talk. Talk. we'll talk, bro. I, I, yeah, I in the footy talk. Okay. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I know. We, don't juice too much. Don't juice too much. But um, yeah, I've been a fan of the Prem since 2001, when I was 14 years old, and just being a black man, a black youth, following the following the the game of football, and then graduating into college and then graduating into the adult world. It's been one hell of a ride because from my perspective and Stokes, I know you got a hell of a story about this. I always get looked at weirdly, you know, Oh my God, he's wearing a, a football kit. Well, oh, he roots for Liverpool and like people want to hold me and like speak to me at work in public always. And it's just like, Oh my God, like, I can't believe this. Like I've had enough of my, 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 uh, my tone, tone of voice. Like I'm from Philadelphia. I'm from Philly. Like I'm a Philly guy through and through, but you wouldn't be able to tell unless you really listen for the accent. And, uh, we're all East coast brothers, man. And like, we know what this shit is about. Uh, I'm engaged to an Italian woman, full disclosure. So like, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can't be for the culture if I'm not dating a sister. Bullshit. Because no. if you go ahead and step outside of your race, 
gentlemen, you know, there's a myriad of things that you have to worry about. Um, and so, uh, why I joined the Reds, uh, <laughs> I, I love attacking football. I love the German philosophy. We were speaking about that, uh, a little bit earlier and, um, you know, you'll never walk alone means a lot. And, uh, the club has really allowed me to experience some of the best times of my life. So, uh, just as, just from a footballing perspective, from a human evolution standpoint, uh, I love this club and they piss the fans piss me off a little bit sometimes or a lot of the time and we'll touch on that too. But, um, yeah, uh, I, <laughs> isn't another club in the world. I'd rather root for it than the full football club. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. Sad. When, when we talk about your, 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 your journey to Liverpool, uh-huh. um, <laughs> when, when I let you know how dark the times were before you got here, I think that'll give you some perspective of why people get pissed sometimes. It was dark, brother. Horrible, man. Like, you know, horrible. In Hicks, right? The Texans. Yeah, Those right, two Texans right. almost bankrupt the club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, games four three and stuff like that. It was it, it was it was a roller coaster. All the Alberto time. Aquil- Alberto Aquilani. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know the names, you know oh, what I mean? Dude. Like it's just yeah. yeah, that wasn't my club then. So I, I it rough, was probably rough, rough, rough. Heartbreak. We spent yeah. like thirty million on uh, Andy Carroll. All right, that's like he neither here here nor there. But I spent, <laughs> overspent on Carroll and Balotelli. Uh, hey, you know, look, look, to be fair, everybody thought Balotelli was going to be a star at the time. Like you know, he, he, no, he had some, some promise. Hold on, hold on. All right, yeah, now, well, was, let's start there. Yeah, he, he, no, okay, at, okay. At the time, he was he was um, he was done. Like, and it was this was a resurrection move for him. To come back to it was it was fifteen million and it was, it was like I think it was about fifteen mil and it was try a rehab move for him to try to get better like it was and hopefully Rogers hopefully he can do something with it and he wasn't yeah, completely yeah, they, washed let's not let's not say that that's what I'm saying nah, he wasn't completely I'm saying, washed I'm not, I'm not saying washed like Cal I'm saying like like you know how th- this comes back to the whole um, black athlete thing. When mm. when a certain set of people get tired of you, you don't get a lot of chances. Mm, and he was on it. one of his last chances in in his career, and he landed with us. That's mm. why I'm saying it was a rehab move. He's yeah, he yeah. Was still balling because if if, we, if my mind if I remember correctly, uh, he started that first game against Spurs, and he was he was I think he was he was doing well. And then it was him and Studge up top, and then Studge got hurt, and he had to do it by himself, and it didn't. I think that's how it went. I gotta go back and remember, but it was, it was, it was, it was supposed to be him and Studge in the two, and it would have worked a little bit. But you know yeah. how, my, how our boy goes. That's young Studge too. Like, whew. that's that's hey. Studge with legs. Always oh, that guy. Well, Studge with legs is a problem. I always have to place in my heart. Very oh, underrated. I mean, if if, if if he wasn't made out of porcelain, he could have been one of the greats. You know. Yeah, but yeah, unfortunately, he was man out of porcelain. Kid, I got yeah. better legs than Studge, and I'm three years older than his ass. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Where do we, uh, gentlemen, where do we begin? Because there's so much, right? I don't, I mean, I, 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 I look, man, I don't want to, I don't want to beat around the bush. I think we need to take this go. head on. No, let's go. All right, look, 
the George Floyd situation, anybody with a soul can watch that video and see a man. And I don't, I don't necessarily think non-black people understand how when a black man cries for his mother, yeah, that is a, that's a sign of I've given up. I know I'm I'm out of control. Yeah. I know I'm not in control of this. It's just like him saying, dear Lord, help me. You know, like, you know, you're out of control of the situation and you just want somebody to come and comfort you and, and, and help you. So when I saw that and I'm hearing that, it could help but to resonate. You know, we've seen, uh, uh, you know, hundreds of videos of the scenario that played out in Minneapolis playing out tons of places. Where the police she's were, in the back of the car with a kid, you know, and and he's sitting there bleeding out. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, and and we can name many more. Uh, you know, the guy in Georgia getting hunted down like a animal. Getting mm-hmm. oh, say it again. Please say that again. The the he was hunted down like an animal and lynched. Lynched. That's the only word for it. You know, I live in Montgomery, Alabama, and we have a lot of museums here. And we have a museum, and, and a whole part of it is dedicated just to the lynchings that went on in this country. And I think for this country, it's like a basket of clothes. They're all folded nice and neat and pressed. But when you lift them up and you take them out, you see the stains and the patches and, you know, all the imperfections. And I think sometimes we want to make America so great and we want to say it's so great. And full disclosure, I I served this country for four years at the duty working on F-16s. I I love this country. I'm a patriot. Nobody can tell me. Thank you for your service. My grandfather served this country. My my uncle served this country. I come from a military family. So I don't let people use that thin veneer of the military to hide systematic and institutional racism because that is that is not that is not a defense that's not a rationalization that's not a justification to say this is the best country in the world that might be true but we have our stains and our dirty clothes like anyone else and the more that we try to downplay it and hide it and 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 everything like that and sweep it on the rug the worst, literally the worst, they get to the point where people are in the streets lighting cars on fire, like literally. You know, uh, you know, this is really happening. You watch CNN, it looks like Baghdad. Never thought it, I never thought it happened. Never. But this is where we are because the conversations that we're having now, people feel like they don't need to have them. And that is not the solution. I think that's the most important thing. We need to talk about this stuff. And I thank Phil and Patrick for giving us the platform and the opportunity just to convey how we feel. So if you're a guy who's a red and you like soccer and, and, and foot, you know, if you. And you see all what's going on, you really don't get it. Yeah, you, you might you not ever come into contact with this in your life, mm-hmm. but this is something that we live every fucking day. House and go to work, especially now. But like when I leave my house and go to work, 
and I live in a white community. I live in a white town. I'm thinking, how can I avoid as many white people as possible? Before the pandemic, I was already crossing the street to avoid walking behind white people. Why? Because I, you watch, I watch the news. Shit, I know what y'all think of me. I know that when y'all watch nightly news and hear about a mugging, robbing y'all, when I say y'all, I mean white people. Uh, I love everybody, but I swear to God, there is a persecution complex that is bred within black men and women. If you're cognizant of it, it actually makes it worse for you because now you're fearful of how you are perceived to be. If you're ignorant of it, then you're just perceived to be a stereotype. God bless those motherfuckers because I swear to God, David, Antoine, to, to live in blissful ignorance of what you're perceived to be is almost beautiful. I see it every day. They live carefree. You know, you know I mean? what? Bef- before this happened, not because before this happened, I would get into discussions with with white people, and they would. It's like they they thought the word white, the words white privilege, was a hmm. a, a, a diss or a, a a degrading term to them. Right. It's not. You 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 don't have to say I don't have white privilege. I don't, that is more toxic than somebody's just coming out to me and saying I'm racist. I don't like black people. Right. Because at least when somebody tells me, I mean, I'm, I grew up in Alabama my whole life, man. I, I've met plenty of racists in my life. This is, that's not the thing. The thing is when people say there is no racism. Right. Or we're not racist like back then. Quote, right. Unquote, right. That's, it, that is what's toxic. Because unless you confront this head on. And, you know, look, man. I, I I can bring out stats and and all of that, but I don't think that will help. No, they never stats they never can do. Be manipulated and and nah. people know that, and they they tune a tenant like they tend to tune it out. So I'm not going to do that. I just want to speak to you or who, the the audience as a human being. That is more toxic when you deny something than than actually confronting it head on to to us as black men because. We go through it. We, we, like, when I'm riding down the street. The house, dog, when we open the door and go out, and as soon as you open the front door of your house, your home is a haven. David, you know, Twan, mm-hmm. you know, your home is a haven. What your home yeah. is, is a haven. As soon you can as ask Brianna it, and uh, Louisville. Your home is not always a haven. It's not actually, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's not, yeah. it's Very not, great not point. for us. Not for us. Not, not for us. us. Every man so, is supposed to be the king of his castle. And we but not. Even and in we, our castle, we are we no. are treated like peasants. So you no. even have that. Add that on top of the fact that we're not supposed to be outside, right? We're not supposed to ever be in the public. You get the looks. I, I work in a look store for a living. I sell craft beer and I stock domestic bullshit. So all your Corona, Heineken, stuff that comes from, you know... <laughs> Places that you don't want to know about. I like but they uh, here, yeah, you like the virus too, I bet. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I bet. <laughs> um, no, my point is, so like, I got a lot of white customers and yeah. half of them stare at me like, I'm, nigga, you're not supposed to be here. And it's yeah. just like, yeah. oh, excuse me. Well, let me go ahead and not sock this for you. Then. Let and me you, not answer any of your questions then. And you know, I think is the subtle... Hitting stuff 
Mm-hmm. It's more. It, it hurts a lot deeper more than than straight up somebody I see with a Confederate flag, stars and bars, and a lifted truck rolling down the street. Because hey, man, that's where you stand. I understand, but when I'm walking with my groceries out of Walmart to my car, and a and a white person gets out theirs and lock the door, like mm-hmm. what do you think, man? I'm gonna put all my groceries down and try to rob your car. <laughs> Broad like, daylight. Is that all my food down here on the ground and try broad, to break me your car? Gotta be broad like, daylight too, right? Gotta be broad daylight. Broad daylight. You know? daylight man. Step in Could elevator, be 9 a.m. You know, you step in the elevator and, and a white uh, woman looks at you like and clutches her purse a little tighter. Like, dude, like, really? You know, like, like do you really think I'm just, I had zero self control where I would just rob and steal and. Like, you know, we're human beings, man. Like, that's the point. And this is what I want to make. Civil rights and civil liberties are not political opinions. These are basic human rights. That is it. That point blank period. I, I don't care where you are on the spectrum of politics. Everybody deserves to feel like they are safe and, and non-threatening and a normal person when they step out their home and the mm-hmm. facade that we give to the rest of the world, that America is so perfect. It, it's, it's just not true. It's just not for all of us, you know, and you know, we've all been hearing about this American dream. Look, uh, I believe in America. I believe in the American dream, but the American dream is not the same for everyone. And that's just point blank period. You know, I'm tapping my skin because you already know what that's about. Um, it's, it's just not, you know, like, like I'm trying not to get over emotional and just speak rationally so people will understand where we're coming from. But it's so difficult right. because when you tell your white child, uh, you know, Chad, you can be an astronaut if you want to. I understand that. Now, when you tell Tyrone you could be an astronaut if you want to, you have to say, but listen, there are things and obstacles that are going to be in your way that others don't have to deal with, and you have to push through that. Right. And that's just the sad fact from 1960 to 2020, and people really think that it's changed because we see it in history books. Right. But this isn't any different. The police have just traded in water hoses and dogs for guns, tear gas, and rubber bullets, and guns, and bullets, guns. I mean, yeah, I mean, they put you know, the nooses up and got out real live guns to, to murder us. Um, but but I want to touch back, Antoine. I want Twan. Do you mind if we go back, Twan, or you want to go by? Antoine? No, no, yeah, I'm totally, man. I'm just here, just just. Preaching, you know, just, you you know, just trying to preach the truth. You, yes, you sir. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, Tuan, Tuan and David both, uh, I want to really lean on, on you two gentlemen for perspective as fathers, right? I, I am uh, classified as a single male, unmarried. I'm engaged for whatever, but I have no kids. None that I can speak of. Make your jokes later. Um, point being, though, uh, you two gentlemen as fathers, I want to just hear your perspective as 
how do you raise a black child in today's America? Because when we were growing up, we're all about the same age. Juan, you and I are the same age. David, you're a little bit older than both of us, but still same age range, 80s babies. So how do you raise a black child in today's America with everything going on? I Because to me, I... Fuck, that's why I don't have kids, because I can't imagine. I mean, you know... Um... I can't speak for David, man, but this is, it is truly difficult. And it's something where like, okay, for example, just yesterday, my daughter's 14 and I was like, you know, it's time for you to start learning how to drive, you know, or, or at least getting a, a accumulated to driving, you know? So when you get your permit next year, you're not just totally lost. So you know, I'm, I'm taking her to this big parking lot and everything. And um, my nephew's with me and, and, and my niece. And I'm, you know, telling her, you know, just drive with one foot, blah, 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 blah. But while I'm telling her the basics of 10 and 2, I have to say, listen, when you're driving with, a, you know, just for example, a group of, of black males or females in the car and somebody and a cop pulls you over, Roll all the windows down when the police comes to the car so they don't feel threatened. Ask them first, can you reach for your license or registration? Ask, get clear yes and no answers before you make any sudden movements. You know, never uh, stare down a police officer when he's driving by you. Don't, don't, um, you know, little things. You know what I mean? Like, don't talk back, basically. Be as respectful as you can, because in that situation, I can't help you right then. And that is a horrible feeling to know. Any parent knows that's a horrible feeling to know you can't help your child right then in that moment. When a cop pulls over my daughter, I'll, you know, I will do everything I can to help her. And that moment, she's by herself. And, and I know that. And I, you know, I explain that to everyone that that. You know, my nieces, my nephews, my little brother, my little brother's right, uh, right. about to be 17. You know, so I explain this stuff to him. Like, there's certain things that you can't do and you have to be very careful of because, quite frankly, our lives are worth less than white lives to the police officers. Now, let's bring it back. Bring it back to that very, very topic right there. That point of being... I cannot, I can't, I can't put it into words, boys, gentlemen, gentlemen, I'm sorry, let me stick with gentlemen. I cannot put it into words how infuriating it is that we're still somewhat, I, I, quick maths, I don't have it, 1863 Emancipation Proclamation, right, 2020, we are still fucking considered less than human by the entirety of white America. <clears throat> let me, uh, let me, yeah, that is shocking, but not surprising. Not surprising. Um, uh, but, but how, how, um, going back to what you had said earlier, Stan, about how we talk to our kids about stuff. Um, my kids are younger. I have a eight year old. Well, my daughter's about to be nine on Monday. Um, and I have two, um, six year old twins. So, um, it's just more so, the, the uh, awakening and the the understanding of what life in America is or can't or could be for them. 
at this point and helping them um, to understand um, with stuff appropriate for their level um, how how they should operate and how they should be. But I think um, a lot of it for them as far as um, the the feeling of, of being less than, we we promote us here. Like, I I don't consider that for them. There's no comparison. Uh, like, I, I for, my, for, for my, for them, we promote how beautiful they are, how handsome he is, always. Completely, completely. Like, like to, to pump, to keep Black them. Black is beautiful, right? In general, yeah. In general, just as a kid for their self-esteem in general, but give them a little extra because the world is hard for them. It will be harder for them. So and you know what? Not to cut you off, David. I just want to make it clear that I was raised the same way. Like I said, uh, the the situation where I grew up and where I live here in Montgomery, Alabama, my parents went through so much. My grandparents went through so much, like literally down the street, you know, and it, it, it was explained to me. Don't ever feel less than when you walk into a room. When you like, you know, I'm I'm currently in law school. And I, I've been in a lot of classrooms, and I know when you that first day when you walk into class, the the other students and the professors will look at you like, really, you know what I'm I mean? Like, like, you know what I'm I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, basically, like, right, real talk. You know what I mean? And and they think you're, they it's just it's just this. And that is what we talk about when we say privilege. Like, you know, I have tattoos and stuff and and and, and all of that, but I wear long sleeves when I go to law school mm. because mm. I know Speak on it. the perception you give off means more in my situation than it would a white guy. Just Speak like, on it. you know, he can walk in there with flip-flops and a T-shirt on and <laughs> nobody will ever think, that he is less intelligent than anybody else in the room. Right. But when I if I do that, it's a total different scenario. Right. And that's why you have to instill in your children. Really, I'm talking to you, Stan, because David, you, you already know that mm-hmm. you're never less than. But the world is going to see you as, are you one of those? And mm-hmm. and that's a that is the mm-hmm. that right there that that's statement that I hear white people say sometimes, like, one of those black people. Let me, let me, hold on, let me jump in. shit I've ever heard in my life, and they don't understand that. And, and may I just add on, uh, to jump in, to, to just add on to that, how many times have y'all been heard, been said to as a youth growing up, because I know this has been said to me millions of times by fucking quote-unquote white liberals, the fake-ass ones, quote-unquote, right? middle-aged yuppies that actually are racist and don't care about black lives, but will actually have actually um, faked, faked, faked to be allies, right? We always we speak on allies oh, yeah. every oh, day yeah. now. How many times have y'all been said to by an older middle-aged white person, oh, you're one of the good ones? God, man, I mean, Jesus, man. Oh, man, my God, let's, look, 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 look. And I'm speak on to, it, speak I'm, on it. I want to on the floor as much as possible, but I when, I when I say when they hear my voice and then they hear my intelligence, right? Growing up, and these motherfuckers would sit there to my face and say to me, "You're one of the good ones." Bitch, what the fuck else am I supposed to be? 
You know, a me. A me. My mom and dad raised God. Rest his soul. They even died long ago. They're in heaven. But I tell you what, they did everything in their power to make sure that they had a law-abiding citizen who would be a taxpayer and a responsible adult. That's it. That's it. That's all any American family should want from their kids. But no, we have this perception of being pain beggars. Uh, pants, pants hanging down around the ass. Listen, my hips are fucked, or like, whatever. My, my pants sag normally because naturally because of the fact that my hips are narrow and my legs are fucking huge. So my pants always sag anyway. Oh, fuck. Ah, so just to have that in your face growing up, to have that in your face growing up. I Listen, spent a man, lot of times. I, I spent a lot of time. I'm, I'm just, now I'm just riffing. I'll, I'll, I'll try to see the floor to y'all in a little bit. I, now I'm just riffing. I spent a lot of time. My dad actually sheltered me. He sheltered me for a reason. He didn't want me grouped in with the rest of the population. He sent me out to Willow Grove in Abington every summer to spend time with black kids in those communities because he didn't want me spending time with black kids in the inner city. I'm actually mad about that the older I get because I guess because guess what? When I come back to Philly, I'm not I don't feel like a Philadelphian. I feel like a Willow Grove kid, but I got Philadelphia cops still driving past me, staring me down. You know what I mean? Uh, and 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 just like just like you're one of the good ones. Uh, you're one of the good ones, just I that echoes because it's like you now I get what? I get like 0.1% of a belly up over anyone else that you think is an ignorant. Go ahead and say it. Now, fuck that. I, I <laughs> just, we, we're all the same. We're all human. You cut me. You cut the man from Fifth and Allegheny. You cut the man from the Bronx. You cut any black man in America and cut the white man next to him. They're going to bleed out red. That's it. Yeah. Let me say this, Stan, and, and you touched on a good point there when you talk about white liberals and, and you know, the hipsters or whatever you want to call them. Um, I have white friends and I tell them because they always say, well, if I was living back then, referring to uh, slave times or civil rights times or, or, or whatever, I wouldn't have been one of those white people. And I'm going to speak on this. The person you are today is the person you would have been back then. So today, if you just sit down and let you know, let it slide and say, you know, hey, you know, that's that was probably you see something like that was probably racist as a white man, and you don't say anything and just let it go. You had done the same thing back then. You're not different. Like that, that that's what I want you to understand. Now it's good to see, you know, uh white people protesting in the streets, but I, I don't want you to think that just because in your head you don't consider yourself racist, that you're not a part of the systemic racist system unless you actually verbally tell your white friends when they say, you know, foul party jokes or whatever, hey, man, that's not cool. When there's no black people around. That's right, the measurement. Right, right. Go ahead. Oh, man, mm-hmm. you know, what do you right. say when there's no black people around? That's what I want to know. Don't keep for me when I'm not here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I actually need you. Excuse me. Don't keep there because I got it, right? ISO. I got it. ISO motion. I got it. Don't keep for me when I'm there. I need you to keep for me when I'm not there, when there exactly. are no black faces around, when there are no black voices around to defend ourselves. 
when I need you to cape for me. Very good point. Very good point. Um, and I and you know the emotion that y'all are hearing tonight is the emotion that's pent up and built up from years of being looked at funny, of years of of wanting of 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 of, of society generations. Generations, generations, generations. I'm sorry, years, generations. Gener- years, generations of us being made to feel like we don't belong. The thing that really hits hard with me, we're all football fans, we're all Liverpool fans, and we are made to feel like this is not our space. Like this sport played by everyone. Goddamn, the motherfucking South Americans might have the best talent in the, <laughs> on the world. Right, and our black kings from Africa, from from actually the motherland. Hello, <laughs> hello, best left winger and best right winger on the planet yeah, currently. Yeah. Hello, hello, okay. but we're made to think that we can't enjoy and, and spectate sport. And you know, Stan, look, you know, I've talked to you. This is an issue close to my heart because the pay for play system. And America, and 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 you football, you soccer, is another form of segregation. When you price under uh, underdeveloped neighborhoods or or lower income families out of a game, you're saying I don't want you in that game. America has a choice. We can either have football, soccer, whatever you want to call it. We can have it be American football and basketball, or we can have it be golf, lacrosse, and tennis. That is a choice y'all have. The system of of the FA of America has to make. What do you want? You know, because look, perfect example, Weston McKinney. Mm -hmm. I was seeing, I I saw a program earlier today. He went to Germany as as a child and couldn't find American football to play there. So he started playing, you know, soccer. He, that's that's where he picked it up when his dad was in the military. So it's not like we're incapable of doing this. It's that we don't have the same opportunities. And I play soccer as a child, and I'll sit here and tell you, some of the most racist things I've ever heard have been on a soccer pitch or near a soccer pitch. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just – I'm not even going to sugarcoat that. And I'm not talking mm-hmm. about just white people. I'm talking about from South Americans or, or – Latinos or whoever, they feel like this is their game or or we're not going to be in that game. And that's, that is what we talk about, systematic. You know, it's not just one person being racist. It's the way you – it's your perspective of black people that we can't do this or we can't do that, you know, or or – we're less than or, 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 or something like it's just ridiculous. Not equal to. Not yes. equal to. You know, I'm, I'm, like, I'm you know, sorry, I've heard so much like not equal to. I didn't even know black people like soccer. Like Bro, when you hit me with that drawn on the TL and the mentions, bro, Jesus, I, I, I had that motherfucker look on my face. I'm like, are you serious? Somebody actually said it to you? You know, I, 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 I before we end this, I want that story. Um David I know you kind of low key in the background. Let me just get some of your perspective on, on just what, like, just any, 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 any of this shit, like the federation, 
Speak your heart, man. This is yeah, whatever, whatever you got, man. Let that shit fly. Like, we're not finna <laughs> fucking fall back here. Not tonight, uh, man. I'm, I know, I do, I understand the, the, the prices for you soccer are crazy. That, that's, that is, that is ridiculous. I know how it is. My, um, I have a niece who plays and her mom pays a lot, a lot for her. But it, it, it is ridiculous. But, it's ridiculous. Um, and man. like you said, that's, that's how it is. That's part of the, the, the system needs to be changed to make, to make it more inclusive for everybody's kids play. But there's definitely kids get, they're going to be missing out because of it. A lot of kids. It's crazy because um, I'll give you guys a little bit of background about like what, um, how I've come across dealing with the Fed, with the USSF, United States Soccer Federation, which to me is a piece of shit, a racist organization, a sexist organization, a homophobic organization, anything that's non-white, it doesn't represent, non-cis white, it doesn't represent that. Um, so you guys remember uh, 10, 10, 17 when we lost to Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, yeah, yeah, that night. That night. Um, at, away to Trinidad and Tobago. And um, they barely scraped. Hey, what were there? It was uh, the, 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 the match before that was uh, away to Honduras. They barely scraped away with a point there. Anyway, long story short. Everybody was so sad about Pulisic. There's the the example of him, like he's on his knees, he's crying, he's so sad at the final whistle. That image actually helped set me up from a personal level as, into, hey, a lot of these guys are 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 unathletic white men, and I know we got ballers in the system. We yeah. gotta have ballers in the system, right? We gotta have some intelligent, athletic, playmaking black and Latino youth men in the system. Hey, man, look, just speaking strictly by numbers, there's 300, roughly 330 million people in America. Go ahead. You know, like, statistically speaking, we should not be losing to Trinidad and Sebago. I'm just saying, though, right? So that means that you're you're limiting your talent pool on to those that you want on to portray the game, on not the best or not the most talented, right? You know, because listen, America could be <laughs> the thing about America is we have potential. At, at the end of this conversation on everything, we do have potential, mm-hmm. but we have to realize and we have to speak up and say the way things are now are not right. Mm-hmm. You know, like look, man, push it. Uh, I think he's a good player. And, yeah, all right. and I don't wish I mean I don't yeah, I don't right, bro. Like yeah, yeah, I don't want to I, 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 I mean I don't, I don't want to sit here and say uh anything negative because it's not about that to me to speak down on anybody else. Right. What I'm saying is you know, hey, Odell Beckham Jr. played soccer when he was in in, in junior. Mm. You know what now. I mean? Like 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 think Come about on, the now. athletes that we could have on the field if we would just be given an equal opportunity. And what's sad is, I'm going to speak on this, the way black superstars are treated in the game is really a microcosm of the world and how we are portrayed differently. 
we're not even going we're not even going to speak on Paul Pogba I wrote about that if you guys want to read about that you guys meaning uh, anyone non-black who wants to learn about how black men are perceived as superstars in the game go ahead check out my medium if you guys want RTs I'll, I'll, I'll throw it back out there let's start with Raheem Sterling in the English game the star forward for Manchester City he's got He's listen. Let's let's be real. Let's keep it a hundo. Yeah, he's got his own issues uh, with domestic violence. I'm not going to spare that. I'm not saying that it's not applicable here. It is right. That's not what we're here about. All right. I I, I I'm not trying to downplay that shit. I'm just saying it's bullshit, and I want him to fucking find some change in his heart. However. What we need to really focus on here is how the media dragged him for about two years straight as he ascended to one of the best forwards in the world. The reason why he wants to leave Manchester City is because he's tired of getting his name and his family dragged through the mud every fucking day. Every time he got man passes a paycheck, he got to look in the sun or he has to look in the Daily Mail or he's got to look in the Express. Some other fucking tabloid dragging him because he's black. One of the craziest ones I saw was when they, they freaked out when he got a tattoo. Oh, oh last summer. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Speak on that. Wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I, what did he get? Like, uh, was it a, a, an AK on his leg or something? Yeah, it was an AK on his leg, but I believe yeah. it was on his shooting leg. On his shooting leg, yeah. Like, 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 I mean, like, hey, real shit. Yeah, that guy. Gets yeah. on his leg every and we're not, like, let me make him copy that. Like, I want to make it clear. I'm not trying to say Raheem Sterling is perfect. I know he has his, his issues in the past. As do I. As do as does David. As does Stan. As does Phil. As does we as all everybody. do. Everybody. Nobody has a perfectly clean record if you want to dig deep enough. But what we're saying is it feels like it's, it's, it's magnified when you have pigment in your skin. You know, when you have melanin in your skin, it feels like everything, every move, everything you do, every decision you make is magnified. And to live like that is exhausting. It is exhausting. It is exhausting. It's literally just tiring it's just to always have to be in this on. politically correct mode of everything I do somebody's watching. And think okay. about the pressure of already trying to make it to that level of the game. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, mm-hmm. you have to carry yourself a certain way or, you you know, you have to yeah. worry mm-hmm. about the perception of how you're perceived. And, and, and it's mm-hmm. just like, does everybody else have to deal with this? Real question. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, not rhetorical. Does everybody else have to deal with this? Like, mm-hmm. I don't get it, man. I I I, I really don't. Certain, yeah, certain uh, like different behaviors and and different uh soup and different superstars get get treated differently, reported differently, depending on the color of your skin, that kind of stuff. It's not. And, and, and look, man, yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with cultural differences. Like when when Paul Pablo gets a new haircut. She's like the like the whole world speaks on her. Like like you know what I mean? Like what's he doing getting a haircut? But you don't understand how young black kids see him. He wants to look like, you know, hey, if you try harder, you work hard, you can make it. Like, you, it 
the the drip and the haircuts and all that is pure motivation to the young generation that you can be somebody, you can do this if you put your your energy into it. You awesome, know? awesome stuff. I like I like I like that 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 thought that that um it could be motivation, but but another point is that I I like and I hope we get to a point at some point is where these cats just strip because they want to. You but like and don't worry about nobody. I don't care. Yeah. I, I've achieved this success. I do what I want with my money. I don't care. Like I don't care what these people think. That that that's the other part that that, that I think should. Be. Hey man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say this. Nobody talks about Jack Grealish's haircut. That shit was like, ugly as hell. Dog. Nobody talks man. about. I mean, you know, nobody talks about his short socks. Or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, nobody man, talks about but that. Motherfucking look like he done come out with fucking club man. at like 3 a.m. every match. Okay, That's what I'm man. saying is, let let uh uh Zaha go out there with some shorts Ooh. that tight or some socks that short. No, he's gonna be the disgrace of the game. Oh, we not gonna speak on Wilfred Zaha gets dragged. Dragged. He's, he's dragged right for no reason. That man gets dragged. Oh, we can, oh my God! And, he, he, and he, 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 he's single-handedly saving that team from relegation. Years, <laughs> he's every, every three years, year three years, upon, year upon. It's like three years now. Of course, he gonna want to be out. He's tired of fucking saving them every year. And I got white fans on Twitter were like, "Oh, he can't do it at a Manchester United. He can't do it at an Arsenal." Bitch, what you mean? I can pull up right now to Old Trafford and probably fucking get them to the Champions League. No crap, no cap. No cap. He could probably get, get them to the Champions League right now because they don't actually have an effective winger. But you put Willie Zaha out here. Uh, maybe, maybe you might have another game changer out there on the wing because they're sure not getting that help from Luke Shaw and, and fucking Ashley Young and all them. Mm, 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 mm. We not look. I, I truly believe if the dude was four or five shades lighter. Uh, He'd be playing in, in uh, Madrid right now or something like that. Hey, man, look, we had Perez, right? You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about, let's talk, let's talk about like perception of light versus dark with the African players. Riyad Mahrez is celebrated. He's, he's revered, right? He's uh, Algerian, correct? But he's, he's, yes. he, he's, he's respected. They, Can't even they, get a start on his own team, man. That, that, yo, can't get off the pine to save his fucking life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ryan can't get off the pine bro. to save off his life. You know Sadio starts- Mane out here putting up numbers. You know what no I'm respect. saying? No respect. Like no respect. a real life. You know, I look, see, now I, I, I'm, try- I'm going to bring it back down. You know what I mean? All right. No, <laughs> real quick. No, real quick. Real quick. Real quick. That's, a, that's, that's something close to my heart. Because <laughs> even, even like, this world, I say world now, right. not America. This world is so programmed against melanin. Mm-hmm. It's like even those with a pigment look at look upon dark skinned people as less than. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's crazy to me. Are we familiar about the light dark skin argument? Let me give you an example. I I grew up in uh, the Bahamas, born in Jamaica. So okay. I am, I, I grew up around the majority of black people, but as y'all can see, I'm, I'm darker. 
So yeah. it's, it's always been a thing where there's still the the fear of the big dark dude, regardless of where you where you are. Mm-hmm. It's still it's still that. Still have to like make sure that you don't scare people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So. It's like we're intimidating just for being black. <laughs> Straight up. Like, let's just say, like, we're getting frank about this. We are intimidating because we are we're black. black and we are we're dark, men. man. We are dark and, black and men. Some people, and we're scary. Intimidating. And I don't understand. I think I'm, I'm pretty. All right. Let me guys, play it to you, you like know? this. Let me play it to you like this. All right. So I'm 5'11, uh, 195. And all I do is lift cases of beer for eleven cases of wine and liquor too, when I feel like it. But I lift all the beer. So I'm pretty ripped. I'm pretty cut. And when I tell you that I get looks of fear when I speak up, when I just say something aloud to white people at work, right? Hey, can I help any of y'all with something? I just get looks of like fear and dismay. I can see it in their eyes. It's like. And, and and now what, I, what I'm just starting to say aloud is scary, scary, scary. Because y'all scary. Because y'all scary. Y'all scared of a nice guy with glasses, with a moderate to high pitched voice, depending on how much longer I chain smoke. The, 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 the tone <laughs> of my voice might go a little lower. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. It's not what I'm here for. Just the looks on, of fear and their eyes. Because they look up, they hear, they only see the skin. That's it. They only hear. They only see the skin, and that alone scares them to death. When the black cop, when, excuse me, when cops see black skin, they're scared to death. When white people and white cops in America see black skin, they're scared to death, and that's man. why we're dying. And, and you know what my father told me? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. When I was a child, when I first started driving, everything when I, I 15, 16. the police are more afraid of you. Then you are you them. are them at all times. They are they frightened. Same speech and, and same lesson. You know, it's it's true because I've had young white police officers come up to my car, literally trembling when mm. they see me and my my cousin in the car together. Mm. my age, you know. So it's like, what are you so afraid of, bro? You know, like what, uh, like what? Like, gonna... so like a big part of that too is the ineffective training, though, dog. Like, like right. if you get part of the racism. Like those dudes aren't trained well enough to do anything. For, no. for, you know what I'm saying? Like, no. it doesn't make sense the, the amount of time. And then they put them out in the street with dangerous weapons and they're exactly. going to freak out. And right. then, yeah. And I'm going to say this like, it goes deeper than that. If you've never seen a dog before and all you hear about dogs is they bite people, they're vicious, they go. attack people. You've never met a dog in your life. You're a cat person, all you got is cats. And you walk down the street and you see a dog. What are you gonna think? I've been told my whole life that dogs attack people. They they bite people. They they're crazy. You're gonna think we're crazy. We attack people. So the way the media portrays black man is, you know, they think Dude, that Rob we're steel. Yes, Dude, that's it. So that's that's and steel. all you see. That's all so, I've ever gotten. The perception that I've all only ever gotten from white America. As how they perceive me, this is it. This is while I've been in college. This is while I've been a professional as an adult. This is while I've just my whole life. From the point my growth spurt hit to now ending, uh, from 17 until now, I've been made to feel like 
well, shit. Every time I look at the news, all y'all do is kill people, kill yourselves, and sell drugs. Yes. Yes. So that's all I expect out of you. Yeah. And it's just like, but now you hear me speaking eloquently about any number, any number of things. Um, heard affairs, news, sports, and you hear it so intelligently. And I know you gentlemen can, can attest to this. You hear it yeah. so intelligently that it actually warps. It fucks with your mind. because You don't sound black. Oh, bro. That shit. I'm the poster boy. But I mean, I, I, but I can almost like, what guarantee. Mean? What does that even right. mean? You know, like, like, right. Thank you. My brothers, thank you. I, I, uh, okay. So let me speak on that. You don't sound black. I'm tired of that as a 33-year-old man who has gotten that his whole life. So my dad was born, was, uh, his formative years were in uh, media, sla- media PA slash Villanova PA. Um, main line. Uh, so like probably y'all go Google if y'all know Pennsylvania. Um, main line, the main line is the richest part of America. Well, he spent his formative years out there. So he basically, I wouldn't even say assimilated because that's just how he was raised as a kid and he spent his formative years adopted out there. Um, But then guess what? I got that upbringing. And so I'm now hardwired to not have any sort of accent that makes me appear to be ghetto. Right? right, that word well, ghetto. Well, that yeah. word ghetto. No, I know y'all want to jump in. Just like, just, just let me get this shit off. <laughs> to not sound ghetto. So from K through now today, I got black folk in my face looking at me like I'm not them because I was raised to give the perception that I'm not ghetto. Well, damn. Now I'm a fucking violator of my own race. But I, I'm I'm thankful to be in front of two gentlemen tonight who can understand that that it ain't about that. It ain't about how you sound. It's about what's in your fucking heart. And at the end of the day, I can guarantee you, I'm still gonna be that nigga <laughs> in front of these motherfucking whites. I'm still gonna be a nigga. I don't yeah, care how yeah. I sound to those who aren't open in their minds and hearts. I'm still gonna be a nigga, and that. Alone, on top of everything else, is what's killing us. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I don't. And and Bugger you know, France. it just shit, shit. It's just, it's really upsetting. It's really all, just all of that is upsetting. It is. I just had to get that off, boys. I'm sorry. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> right, safe no. space, man. Safe space, man. Good. Dave, you got anything to say? Because I got, I have something to say about. A Not word that he used. The word yeah. assimilation. Assimilate. Mm-hmm. Now listen, it's been documented that from, I think, 1619, Jamestown, mm-hmm. Virginia, first black man got the boat with the first, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've been here. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm going to speak on, you know, the macro of this country as a whole. Mm-hmm. Black people built this country for free. That's, mm-hmm. That is a fact. This is, this is not debatable. You know, the White House that is up now, slaves built that. You know, we've been here for generations. Mm-hmm. Every other uh, ethnicity that's come over here has been able to 
assimilate to some point. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Irish immigrants, Italian immigrants, Greek, French, whomever, whatever point they came, they've assimilated. Black people were here from the start, and it feels like since we have this melanin, they will never let us assimilate. We fought in wars. Mm-hmm. First black man ever died for this country. Uh, Christmas Atticus, you know, mm-hmm. like you know, Revolutionary War. You know what I mean? Civil War. All the wars, black men have served this country. You know, and this is the issue close to my heart because, like I said, I was in the military. You know what I mean? Like, we, we've done our part. We're not asking for anything grand. We just want to be treated like everyone else. And I know that sounds uh, just simplified, but that's the only way you can put it. Like we, we just want, we want to be treated normal. We don't we don't want to have to worry about. Me and David do not have to wor- want to worry about our children. You know, being discriminated against, of course, but also just basic stuff like they need to be able to call police enforcement and not have to worry about them being in trouble or getting shot or killed. You know, like in the black community, it's a big thing. You don't call the cops because they are the cops. You know, like it's that simple. You know, and I don't think anybody else deals with that, man. I I just don't believe, uh, you know, Irish descended people in Boston are worried about calling the cops, man. They if they got a problem, they just call it. Somebody's breaking my house. You know what I mean? Like that's it. We don't do that. We got to We you know we call him. You know, uh, Pookie and Boo Man or whoever. Like man, somebody breaking the cricket. <laughs> you know, like like real talk. Like we can't do it. You feel me? Yes, and that sir. is sad, yes, sir. bro. Yes, sir. That's sad. I don't mean to laugh. I just can I can relate. Hashtag can relate because that's that shit real. That you shit know, real. It's, it's just like we just like we're not asking for the stars and the moon here, America. We just want to be treated normal, man. Like that's it. And if if nothing else comes from the situation we're in right now, I just want. I just want white people to wake up in the morning and look themselves in the mirror and say, am I part of the problem or the solution? Like, like straight up. Like, like there's, there's, the there's no two sides to this. No. Either you are actively helping your quote unquote black friend or you are actively working against him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, That's it. Can't straddle the there, fence there's on no subject. fucking middle line here anymore. You can't straddle the fence anymore. You can't, because I tell you what, if you're straddling the fence while my life isn't at risk, watch me get choked out and killed by a cop, and I guarantee you, you're going to react the same. You're going to react the same. I want to say this, because a lot of white people don't understand things until you put it in terms they can understand. So I'm not going to quote Malcolm X or Martin Luther King. I'm Mm -hmm. going to quote Benjamin Franklin. Justice will not be served until those who are unaffected are as outraged as those who are. Mm. That was your founding fathers. Mm. That was that was your guy. Mm. You know, if you you are unaffected by this, I think we're getting there. (laughs) I think we're getting there. Yeah, and it's beautiful to see because it's it's the cops are the at the their protest about police brutality. And the cops are performing police brutality at the protest about police brutality. 
So we're we're getting there. The it's it's ridiculous. Did you guys see the video of the um the the buffalo and the the old guy who got, got pushed oh, over? Push yes. the hell? Oh my yes. god! Why? Yes. What yeah. the old so, white man do deserve to get his back to head busted open like that? In real time, like nothing, man. So we've like been, we, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're seeing we're seeing the they they are seeing real time effects in uh, on their people now and. Combined with our effects over the past, what I guess what ten years, where we had the the bit more video evidence out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For oh, sure. yeah, that's the camera like, phones. Yeah, the camera. The big the, camera, the camera phones. phones and the camera body phones. cams has, have and, helped and a, a lot. Yeah, Will, Will, Will Smith like, said racism hasn't increased; it's just being recorded now. That's yeah, true. that's the difference. Real shit. No real fucking. You know shit. what I mean? Like this is this isn't changed; it's just being recorded. Yeah, and as and much David, as you, much then, mm-hmm. I mean, David. all the the videos are out there, and like I, and that's another point that like they they are helpful to to spread awareness, but they're hard to watch, and they sit they they stay with you for a long time. Um, I, I tried, I tried, like I I hadn't seen the George Floyd video till what last Sunday maybe. I stayed uh-huh. I stayed away from it, like I couldn't I couldn't watch that. It's hard, heartbreaking. You can't um, keep like. Those things on you so long, yeah. Last Tuesday was when it did the rounds. Last, uh, I, I know, because I've been doing tracking of just, like, the time and, and just every day and just, like, make sure that, hey, remember this day. Remember this day. Remember what happens in this day because all of this is just pivotal and groundbreaking. Um, so it was last Tuesday morning. I get up, I go through my t- routine and just... That image is just, that video is just repeated, repeated, repeated. And it's on social media. If I get the days wrong, guys, I'm sorry. Um, but I, whatever day that it just made the rounds of that man being choked to death. Murder. Um, and just, first it was avoidance. I'll tell you all this. Because y'all see me, I logged off a couple times. I logged off for days. I really did log off for days. And that's not me. I'm on Twitter 25-8. I'm out there tweeting about the game, just bullshitting, connecting with the community. Like, because all I do is work. So um, when I come home, I want to touch base and see who's talking about what about football, whatnot. But, like, you can't avoid this shit. And that's all I saw. And I saw me. I pictured myself. Right, so imagine to the white people out there, to anyone who's not black, imagine watching George Floyd dying in front of your eyes, and then imagine seeing yourself dying before your eyes, and then imagine having that put back in your face over and over and over again. Because of how the mainstream, uh, how media, not mainstream, fuck it, all media, if they have a hot story, they pump on in grief. Yeah. 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 And, 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 it's, and it's us too on, on the socials just talk, sharing it over and over as well. Over so, and over again. And, right. So we, and, and we another, are another team. Point, yeah, yeah. Another point too, Stan, is that we, we, we see, like with these, these videos, we see ourselves, we see our sisters, mm-hmm. we see our moms. 
Mm-hmm. We see our little brothers. We see our, like it's the we we uh, even elderly folks sometimes getting mm-hmm. um, abused by the cops. So we see our entire we can see their face because of each of the victims. Each time. That so like, that trauma alone is why we're out there in the streets, David. That's that trauma alone, and that's why I I mean I I'm, I'm thankful for for you two tonight because y'all have kids, y'all have families. I'm going to get upset and, and almost cry because like y'all have more to fight for than I do. I'm just, I'm just out here shouting. Y'all have loved ones. Y'all really do have loved ones. Y'all have shit to protect, right? I only got me to fend for. You know what I mean? And just, again, the entity that I'm classified under, according to the government, if I die, my fiance will be fine. Heads of households, you two gentlemen. If y'all die, y'all families are going to have some problems. And that's why I think it's extremely necessary that we fucking fight harder now than ever. Because how many of us are in situations, right? How many of us have families that we're responsible for? And it pains my heart to know that all of us it, it really it just I can't put that shit into words man the next generation they're the ones out here on the front lines I said it as a joke but I'm washed man I'm washed I can't be out there marching like that I just I'm washed my time was 12 years ago when I was in my peak condition now I'm just trying to survive I, I you know what I mean I, I, I'm I get a text alert. I'm not crossing the bridge, man. And it sucks because I see a lot of images out of my city. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I'm going to say this, though. I'm going to say this. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Juan. Go ahead. Like, speaking on what David was saying about the, the, the older white gentleman in Buffalo, best thing that came out of this is white people are finally seeing what the fucking police are capable of. Facts, facts, like facts, what facts, they facts, actually facts, are capable facts. of. We've been living this. This is new. This is there's nothing enlightening that we've seen on CNN or MSNBC in the past two, three weeks. Nothing. Like this is not surprising to black men, black women, black the black community. This is nothing new. But now I think finally, white people, like you said, we saw ourselves in George Floyd. I'm not gonna lie. The first thing I thought was that that could be me, you know, and and I I'm mad enough to admit I cried when I when I heard that man cry for his mom, because that's what I would have done, and you're completely helpless, and and the fact that, you know, my political science professor called me older white gentleman, and it, it, I truly think this is a good dude. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's who's a person I consider a mentor. We were discussing this, and he was like, my heart hurts because our country is burning. And I said, you know what, Mr. Plunkett? I can't decide. You shouldn't have to ask me which one hurts more. The fact that our country is burning or that a black man was murdered in the streets by the police. That is, that is not a fair question to ask a black man right now. No. Because this is the this is the pinnacle of a crescendo that has been building 
for literal generations, ever since the yep. assassination of Martin Luther King, who, by the way, was a nonviolent, peaceful protester. And they still murdered this man. This is stuff that we've been dealing with. Is is at this point is is really in our DNA. Excuse in our DNA for survival. To be skeptical and cynical of 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 law enforcement and authority. Yeah. You know, and and this is just it's just like white people are just now getting a taste of what we've been going through when you see young white women getting pushed and thrown around by you know 250 pound six foot six police officers. That that those are surprising too. Like those these guys that they have them going through. They have no shame. That is that's the only thing that shocked me is the way that they've treated White people that let you know they just don't care. They, don't they don't care. just don't. They're, they're, they're willing to brutalize other people that yeah. keep a, a, a certain group oppressed, literally. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. amazing to me. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's just amazing, yeah. man. It is. It is. That's crazy. Like, you hate us so much that you're willing to beat up everybody in the world? <laughs> You know what I'm mean? like? That is that is just crazy logic. And you know, like, listen, man, power corrupts. But absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and these guys have no, you know, I'm I'm not even gonna get political, like I said, but these guys have mm-hmm. nobody holding them accountable right now in America, where they literally feel like they can do anything they want. And that is, I never thought I'd say that about America. And hey, we're talking about America. Like, you know, we, we all place a flag every morning in school. We'll raise a hand. You know what I mean? Like, we've all been there. We've all done this. But I think now, if you can't see that there's two different Americas, you are actively trying not to see it. That's true. Like, you're, you know, you're actively closing your eyes and saying, I don't want to see this. Mm-hmm. I say as my my uh look on it as a an outsider, like I've I I know I've seen it's 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 deeply divided, and some people are not woken up to that fact yet. But hopefully, you know, we always look on and hope that things will get better. But but we still we still prepare though. <laughs> we still prepare in case they don't. Got to make sure that that. Uh, for our kids and our families that uh, they are right, which is the most important part, there, at least for me. That is, that's my thing. And I, bro, I, 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 what you just said right there, my mm-hmm. brother, like, I, I, I feel that so much in my heart because, I mean, I can't even imagine what our grandparents or parents went through because I'm, like, genuinely scared for my child and, and and her her life in America growing up. Like, I'm genuinely scared, man. Like, you know what like, you know, like And they, and I'm sure I'm sure that I'm sure they were they, they were fearful too. One of the things that came across to me that how how uh, young America is in this process of just changes that 
uh, Ruby Bridges, uh, she's only 65, which is crazy. And she was when the first, I think the first kid went to um, uh, a black kid since a white school in Alabama. Oh, but shit. She, she's so, she's 65. Whoa. Yeah, she's 65. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, my parents went to segregated schools. Like yeah, here in so, Alabama. I mean, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's, this is not, not that far removed. Not far removed, not. Nah. And I think sometimes, the, the, I think sometimes we want to think that we're so far past, you know, segregation and Jim, and Jim Crow and racism, and we've moved so far on. And, and like I said, the worst thing a white person can tell me is that racism doesn't exist anymore. Well, hey, hey, can we, can we, let's, let's, let's kind of, let's drive the wheel. Let's turn the wheel like a little bit to the right somewhere, somewhere. Let's speak on Obama. Let's speak on the perception of the black race pre-Obama, during Obama, and then after Obama, right? Oh, man. Yeah, All yeah, right, right, Obama. right. Let's, let's, <laughs> no, let's go there, though. But let's go there because yeah. I'll tell y'all. As a 21-year-old, Obama getting elected president, I had all sorts of white folk coming to me in State College, in the Kukulex territory of Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania. I had all sorts of white people coming to me saying, yeah, Stan, racism is over. You ain't got shit about for the rest of your life. You good. You got a black president. 2008 through 2012. Okay, like, yeah, I guess so, but it ain't really changed. I still yeah. not feel like a Negro, right? 2012 to 2016. Oh, no, I'm a is bad, and I can feel the hate building. Obama leaves the White House that day. I know I cried. You know I know I cried? Because I knew everything there ain't no dream. Dream over. Dream diminished. Everything after that was over. I tweeted it out. My cousin, uh, oh my God, my cousin Ron White, uh, Green Philly. Uh, I'm I'm fucking up his at. Um, I'll, I'll I'll tweet out his at. He's he's a great activist for for blacks and underrepresented uh, peoples in in Philadelphia. He's still doing a damn thing in Philly. He has been his whole life, his whole adult life. He actually spent some time in Germany, then came back to Philadelphia and just he's been doing a damn damn thing. Um as far as just uh not wasting resources, so like the green movement, things of that nature, um and just 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 trying to help within his community. He's been trying really hard. Uh, when I can get my emotions back centered, I can tweet him out and talk about him a little <laughs> bit more. We had a we had a, we had a we had a chat. We had a lot of chats because uh, I was dealing with some personal shit, uh, 2015, 2016. But the one thing that he said to me, and it's, it stood out, he said, "Hey, look, when Donald when when the next president comes in, he didn't say Donald Trump, but he said when the next president comes in, be careful, be aware, there will be." racial tensions because you just had a black president for eight years so no matter what happens from here on out you need to be aware you need to have heightened tension you need to have heightened awareness and 
When he said it to me, I knew it, but I was like, oh, now this shit not going to pop off for a couple years. Hey, boys, gentlemen, guess what? It's been a couple years, and that shit finna pop off. And we see it. We see it. We see it with the National Guard. We see it with the rhetoric and the hate being spewed by a fake-ass president. Um, we see it. We, we just see it all around us. And and the crazy thing is, if you had come to me in 2008, on the night of the, uh, on the night that it was confirmed that he would be president, if you had come to me and said, "Hey, look, um, 12 years later, dog, like you're actually going to be in a worse off spot now than where you were then," I would have said, "Bitch, you lying," and I would have said that because that was that that was actually themed. President Obama's inauguration was themed as the end of racism. Oh my that, God. It was, it was, it that, was literally just, oh my that, God. Right? That right there is our fucking problem. When you <laughs> can say you got a black one in, you're good. Don't worry about a motherfucking thing for the rest of your life. That right there. That's hey, when we turned the wrong way. You know what, Stan? I'm going to say this because I, I, I've been trying my hardest to be apolitical during the discussion. But look, man, when Trump was elected in office, mm-hmm. it was just pure backlash from Obama. Because this guy, mm-hmm. every president, I I, I think uh, a Marine general said this earlier this week, like he doesn't even pretend like he didn't even play the game like we're all together unity. He's just like, you know what? Nah, nope, not gonna pretend. Mm-hmm. I don't like you. Never liked you. Mm-hmm. You thugs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You thugs or or you're illegals or or I'm gonna put a ban on what country can come here because you know. Let's jump in. Let me jump. Just, let me jump in. The whole shit about the wall in Mexico and all that. Why didn't we think we were next on the fucking list? Who if didn't he, think you were next? I knew we was next on the list. I mean, no, no my bad. No, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Not, Nazi, Nazi. Clearly, clearly. We live in this shit, right? We like, man, it every like, day. But come on. Now, we did not think that black men weren't next on the list. If he hunting down Latinos, anyone that speaks Spanish, if he hunting them down, of course we're next, right? It's, I'll tell you this. Let's go back further. Let's take it back seven years. And I'm jumping around right now. And David, anytime you want to interject, I'm sorry. I yeah. ran sometimes. That's all right. <laughs> go ahead, step, put your foot down, please. Let's take it back to 9-11-2001 and the days coming after that. Now, this ain't got shit to do with black men, but it does have to do with black men of color. Uh, men of color. Post 9-11, did you feel the hate that was that 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 was pointed in the direction of anyone that was light skinned and Arab? Anyone who was considered Muslim, anyone with a big beard, did you feel the hate pointed in their in their direction? And let me just go ahead and say a quick second question. Did you not feel a little bit of relief? Like, oh god damn, these niggas invented it. Let me go ahead and step to the side and let them get that hate. Let them catch that heat. Because I'll tell you what, as a 14-year-old in high school, yeah, I kind of did. 
I was like, uh, I like y'all. I sit in the same classrooms as y'all. But let me go ahead and step to the side and let's talk about chat because I've, I've been feeling that my whole life. Y'all turn. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, I, around, I think around that time, I was a, a sophomore in college. So it was mm-hmm. more, more of a, like, for us, like, this is crazy. Like, the, it felt like the end of the world, basically. Because we watched it, like, I think live during class, basically, because it happened early in the morning. So, like, right before, right before, either right before I went to class, I saw it. It was, it was nuts. So, just that, I never, I didn't, I I did feel that there was a, the backlash was crazy because we have a, a, there's a thing with not just Americans, but anybody, a, a group of people in general, when they feel, feel threatened, they usually get in a mob mentality and they need, uh, uh, a way to uh, ex- push that anger and, and rage and disappointment and sadness and it's just and that's that's what they went with it which is and it's un- it was wrong and and just uh, like just unnecessary for, for for that community to feel that because you cannot like we feel that all the time so I don't I don't I would never want anybody to feel that regardless it doesn't matter to me like I don't yeah, I'm going to say this. We don't even have to go back that far. A couple of months ago, when President was calling this coronavirus the Kung Fu virus, oh, there was oh, a, a lot of anger towards Asians, and Asians were online like, why do y'all hate us? Why are you so racist toward Baba? I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, welcome to the club, bro. Mm. Hey, this, is, this, is, <laughs> hey, this is what we've been going through Forever, like America turns on you very quickly. That's just white America. No, white America turns on you as soon as you fuck with um, white American status quo. As soon as you fuck with that, no, they they don't fuck with you now. Now they don't want your food. They don't want your culture. They don't want to see your face. As soon as you affect middle-class white American life, as soon as you pump the brakes on all that, look at this coronavirus, right? Yeah. Social distancing. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Look at all of that. We blaming Wuhan. We blaming the Chinese. No, we're blaming, we should be blaming bad hygiene, right? But we're not finna to talk about that because we need to put a race towards it. Yeah, you we gotta blame to... brown people for something. I mean, like, some, that's, that's some, is, some, some. You, like, blame... like, you gotta put it on them, man. You know, like, I got to. We like, not, I, don't, we not... I don't think, um, and and I mean, I'm just like a, a white man's never been black. I've never been white, so I don't know what the average normal white guy thinks. And I, I would love to, I would love to actually know, but mm. to know, wake up, wait to, to to wake up one day, to wake up one day, and just like. How do they go about their lives? Like, how do they wake up? What are their fears? What are their worries? They're the only group of people that never have to worry about ever getting turned on. You know what I mean? Like, like realistically, look, man, I'm just going to speak on it. I'm just going to speak on it because we're in a frank discussion. A white guy can go in South Carolina and shoot up a church or in a school and shoot up a, a building or whatever. They don't have to worry about waking up the next day and everybody hating white guys. They just don't. You know, yeah. Yeah. a black man yeah. does something, you know what I mean? Right or wrong, you got to worry about, oh, man, I, like, dude, I, 
they might be tripping out here today. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> real like, real talk. Like, man, look, they might be tripping out here today, man. You know what I mean? Like, a white lady will say, yeah, some black guy stole my car and drowned my kids or some, you know, and they'd be like, and you might be like, oh, man, they might, you know, they, they might be in their feelings out here today at Walmart. You know what I mean? I never got to worry about that, man. And when people say there's no privilege, I'm just like, the fact that you think that is privilege. You know what I mean? I, like, I, must, I, am, I, am, I am happy that the, the whole Karen's meme is catching on and, 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 and flowing freely around. We got to speak on that. We got to speak on that. Please, please, so. please, please. <laughs> that is delicious. So, I mean, I mean that is a, another one. Like, all, they aren't all like that, but I mean, we have we have a body of evidence that we're. Oh going no, to. y'all! Did yeah. y'all see my tweet this morning? And this is like part football, but like also my tweet right when I said I need to speak to the manager, and then I quote tweeted it, and I said at RB Leipzig. I said, "Why you saw that? You saw that?" Because <laughs> I was like, "I need to speak to the manager." No, I need to speak to Jesse March because y'all fucking up. I need to speak to somebody about that. I. I haven't had a Karen call the cops on me just yet, but I can't wait for the day to, to for it to happen. And I mean that in the sense that, like, I can't wait to embarrass you because some of I I don't know. Like, I just it, I want to prove a racist strong in their face. <laughs> I haven't quite gotten the chance to do that yet in my life. Twan, I, mean, I, I, I know you have. I'm sure you look, have. Look, man, I can sit here and tell you literally 15 to 20 that. stories about yeah. interactions with police officers mm. here speak in Montgomery, it. Alabama. Please uh, speak that, on that have been, you I'm know, really... you wouldn't believe it. Like, people wouldn't believe it. I told them, like, I remember my car broke. Like, I got a flat tire down the street one time, and I was, like, 17, waiting on my dad to come because my flat was – had no air in it and you know my spare had no air in it and everything and the white people house that I broke in front of them called the cops on me. You know? And not and surprised. Like, I'm not surprised here. Little things you. like that, like that happens. That's normal. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. This is normal. And look, right. Like I like I said, I'll say it again, man. Phil Patrick, I appreciate this platform. We're mm-hmm. not gonna solve racism here, like racism nah. here right now, today in this conversation. No. But what I do want, if I if, if this if nothing else comes out of this, I just want people to be aware how we live. Right. So therefore, like I saw this video online on, about um, this lady Jane Elliott. It was like, if you want to be black in America, stand up and raise your hand. Yeah, please. Like it, yeah. like nobody's going to do it because they know what we go through. You know what I mean? Like no, no, like no. Her, her videos are good. Her videos are real good. Her videos yeah. are real good to illustrate those all those points that. that you know what I mean? Made. It's it's it, it's all truth, man. And like, we're not. I'm not even asking you, who's ever may be listening to this, to go out and solve racism. I just want you to look at yourself and say, are the things that I do subtly like like subconsciously maybe do I you know like when I'm walking in the park and see a black guy with a dog and I'm like, do I get a little bit more tense than I would normally you know like if you ask yourself those questions I think this is I think that would go a lot farther 
than just being like, we need to go out here and, and tackle white supremacists because that's never going to happen. Can you we know? see my man who's trying to watch birds in Central Park? Crazy, man. Crazy. Can we, because that all shit, like, thank God he was spared, but like, can we speak on that for like a hot sec? It's like, yeah. I mean, I was, for Obama. That's, that's the new. She said she uh, voted for Obama. No, 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 no. I've got a black friend and I voted for Obama. Obama. Oh, my God. Uh, like, like, that's when, <laughs> me, right? 33 years. Quan, 33 years. David, 38 years. Like, we've been filming this shit our whole life. But for me, I knew shit was about to hit the fan when I said, this man can't go into Central Park in NYC and go watch birds without getting called the cops on them. You can't jog, in, like you can't jog in Georgia without getting murdered, man. You can't jog in Georgia. You know, like, like come on, man. Like, Weren't the dates kind of the same on that one? Between um, when us learning about Ahmad, justice for Ahmad, please. Justice for Brianna, please. And those motherfuckers who killed George, all of them who were in attendance, even the ones who stood to the side, first degree murder, please. First Savon murder. Martin went and got a bag of Savon Skittles. Bro. Martin went to go get Skittles, Skittles and, Gator- and Gatorade. First degree you know, murder. George no white person murder. ever thinks, you know, my son might actually die going to the store to get some Skittles. It's just, I don't believe that. Right. You know, right. not just because he's black, maybe some other reason, but right. not just because. He's him, and, and and we lost babe. No, no, we no. Well, well I, it, it might be a connection thing. Uh, hopefully, yeah. I, I I did see that, and uh, yeah, he's coming back. It's probably hopefully it's a connection thing. Yeah, he's logging back on. Um, yeah, he back, he back, he back. Yeah, bless up, bless. No, we good. We just got through. <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh no, 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 we're touching our key points. Come back. Um. Now we just speak it on Trayvon. Uh-huh. And here's the thing, man. Like I, I speak it all that. When I on. see people online and say like it was just a few bad apples or whatever. Like first of all, mm. uh, look, man. I'm gonna say this. I'm. Uh, this is what I have to say about this. Some jobs you just can't have bad people do. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. you want to mess up at your job. Go work at Taco Bell because apparently every time, I tell them, every time I tell them not to put sour cream on my taco, they you still put sour, sour cream, cream on my bad, taco. Bad. And that's okay. That's not killing anybody. I just no. don't like sour cream. But bad. if you are a, like, a if bad... If you hate I, black people, people and, die. You then, you know? and, you, and you then join the police force and you're encouraged to kill black people and then you go kill a black person, that's okay. And that's not right. And that's what is wrong? That's what's fucked up. And I'm getting angry. I'm getting violent. I'm getting mad. But that's the bullshit that we're up against. And that's why we're here, gentlemen. That's why we're here. That's it. That's why we're here. And I want to stress because because I feel like we're going around in circles. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to bring it all together. Yeah, please. I just want to I just want to stress the people when you hear this. I'm mad. No, this is not just, a, Can I just say I'm mad? It's not about you, politics. You're allowed to be mad, man. Nobody's I'm mad. I'm to upset. Be mad. We're all I'm mad, man. I, you know? I, I, we, I, I, y'all mm-hmm. say it yourselves. Y'all, I've been living 
the last two weeks the most scared I've ever been in my fucking life. I don't live my life afraid. Don't see well, how I tweet is how I live. I I haven't been afraid very much lately. But but when I saw when I, but when I saw it's repeated actions, right? It's repeated. It's a pandemic. So yes, pandemic, there you go. There we go. Hold on, hold on. Let's come back. This is the circle, Twan. That we, we let's let's kind of come back and yeah. let's round it all up. It's a pandemic. Right? Mm-hmm. So we have a, every state has a shelter at home order. So the police now more than ever are supposed to be in a protect and serve order. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. oh, oh it's on now. Oh, hey, let's go. go. So let's go. Yeah. No, fuck that. Let's go. No, let's go. Let's go. We out here now. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, that kid. Fair, bro. That kid is beautiful. Let me see the floor. Um, okay. You started off right there. That's Drew right there. For, for everybody just uh, wondering <laughs> what the fuck is going on. Go ahead. Go ahead. My man's. Uh, can I go by David or Dave or? Yeah, yeah David. David's perfect, bro. Not David's yeah. perfect. We got yeah. two Davids in here. Oh, um, uh, David. Uh, yeah, I know. It's okay. Uh, David West and David East. David West and David East. Um, no, we're not, we're not finna do that. We're not finna do that. Not in this discussion. Um, hey, bro. Nice, nice to see you. Meet you in person. Um, Welcome, man. Welcome. Nice to meet you, bro. On joining us just now, just now from um, from a literal fucking protest in the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, out on the West Coast, awesome, the the light, the sun is still up. Uh, go ahead, David, Dave West. Go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. Uh, I mean, not much to say. My name's David. I'm living out here in LA. Originally from San Diego. Um, yeah, I mean, been a fucking Red fan for quite some goddamn time now. You know, thankfully. Got to meet a bunch of dope ass cats like you guys on Twitter, you know. So now we get to talk talk about things that uh that really matter beyond Liverpool, you know. Not that Liverpool doesn't matter, but <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like right now we got uh, just a Capiones, couple of Capiones, <laughs> I'm sorry, wrong pot, wrong pot. My bad. I'm hyped. I'm I'm hyped. Go ahead. But the protest was good, man. I mean, huge crowd. Okay. Huge crowd was really peaceful. Um Admittedly, I am a little bothered because on my way out, I did see a news reporter and he was reporting about like a couple of police cars that were damaged and shit. And I'm like, where? Like, where? Like, we marched, we marched like this entire thing. It was super peaceful. There was no conflict. There was no violence, like nothing. Where, where did these cop cars come from? Where, why are they damaged? You know? So I'm wondering, I don't know what news station it is. So I'm just kind of curious to see, like, I'm going to find out. I think it said like Channel 5. So I want to see what they say after, you know? All right. Just let me pump brakes because I want to. Just like get you involved, and when they get you into the, it's like uh, a lot of things were going on. I was like right on the precipice, uh, precipice of like explaining about what the pandemic has done to put a light on systemic racism. Yeah, and um, I I just want to de- uh, shout you out properly. Um, this is David from the West Coast. <laughs> 
He just came back from a rally, like a live, <laughs> real life ass rally for Black Lives Matter. Uh, they were real one, man. A real, the OG right now. We sitting yeah. here, wash his fuck yeah. on our couches. Bullshit. You live it. You live it. Go ahead. I'm going to give you the floor, dog. David, I want you to tell us. It's important to protest as as important it is to to talk about it. You know, I think that's what it is, man. I, I go ahead. There's a lot of people that just can't, you know, maybe they're they're tied up with work. I think that's what it is too. Is that uh, like you were saying? You know, the pandemic really uh, showed a lot of the inequality, and I think apart from that, it also allowed a lot of because you know, unfortunately, a lot of the working class are people of color. You know, um, and a lot of us are tied up in working hours where you you know you're working at a Starbucks, you show up two minutes late, that's already a write up. You know, so it's like our our flexibility to even want to protest or to even feel motivated to protest is already kind of like shut down right. to begin with, you know? So I think, obviously, I don't want to say it's a blessing to disguise because, I mean, some people are just really in terrible shape, unfortunately, because of how the economy is really, you know, mess with people's lives. But if there was the good part that came of that is that a lot of people, a lot of us are able now, you know? Like me, I know for sure, I have the luxury of working from home from this, so now I can mobilize any goddamn day of the week if I want, you know? And you didn't have the luxury of doing that before, you know? And I think if nothing else, the pandemic, like you said, yeah, it showed a lot of the inequality, man. And I think it affected, I think what it is that it affected a lot of people that otherwise are not affected by all these inequalities on a daily basis. And now that's why, that's why a lot of people are paying attention, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But it it sucks that it took for people to experience, you know, something. Took a recession for people to listen. Yeah, bro. You know, it took a it took a goddamn pandemic, bro. Like that's yeah. that's super frustrating to me. You know, so it's, I mean, I I don't really know what what we, we can do going forward from that. I don't really know what the plan of action should be, but I do know that there there has to be something. You know, because um, I think right now, from the way I see it, I, I feel like the movement looks at least more organized and more energized than it has in like the last ten years. Um, and it's really sad that the movement's been going on even for 10 years for the simple fact that this should have been already addressed, you know? And here we are 2020 in the middle of a pandemic uh, where we have to s- social distance and people feel the need to go out and protest because things are so fucked up, you know? Like, it's, sorry, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if this is a ex- exploited friendly uh, uh, session. Hey, Dave, David, go, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. listen, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me just go ahead and come back in for a quick second. Dave West, left coast. West coast is the best coast. Go off. Any word you want to say, anything you want to drop, we're speaking from the heart on this very fine evening. I appreciate uh, it. Bro, like, and listen, we all read each other's tweets, right? And this yeah, is for, yeah. like, anyone who is, like, at shock and horror, like, oh, my God, they're using this word and that word. No, y'all see our tweets. Yeah, yeah, I would hope. I would... <laughs> Twan, wait, talk about Twan. Me and you've been saying the whole time, no oh, yeah. cap, fuck this bullshit. We've been going in raw. I'm getting no too raw. fucking I'm rubber, right. no rubber, bro. Like we don't give a fuck. Yeah, Honestly, how it should be though, bro. Come on, it, bro. Like yeah, this shit, this no shit cap. Sucks, man, and it's infuriating. You know, like it's like even me as a person of color, I'm like, dude, I'm I'm a non-black person of color, so even then I experience different fr- privileges. You know, so that's why. Like bro, me, when you just, said when you were like, oh, I'm a person of color, I, no, we had a little chat, and you're like, oh, yeah, no, and I'm like, no, fuck that, bro. Like, fuck? Yeah, this, no, I mean, yeah, this I mean, is what I we need, still, man. I think it's still important yeah. to recognize, you know, that, and I think that's what it, a lot of it is in my own community is that uh, we're so hell bent on saying that we're also oppressed, um, but instead of like 
guiding that conversation towards we're also oppressed so we're gonna support you in this movement a lot of us take the attitude of like we're also oppressed and you don't see us complaining about it you know and that's like super disheartening to me dude like to hear because it's just like that should motivate you you know it's like when white people are like oh well they murder white people too and i'm like so so why aren't you this is your fight too then you know know black lives matter then and then you go out and you find police brutality if for nothing else other than a selfish reason to benefit you too i'm gonna say i'm gonna say this that as a black man this this started with us we were the catalyst yes you know what i mean but that just got the 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 ball rolling this i'm so proud to see the world of everybody oppressed stand up together because this is the only way that stuff changes honestly dude not just black men black people you know what i mean like like that is that's not what this like is the, about. Uh, it started as the protest, the protest all over the world. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it started. Everybody. It started with yeah. us. You know, historically speaking, Black Americans have been the catalyst for change around the world. Yep. But that does not mean that. And I want you to tell all your all your Latin friend who went, we are with y'all. We need yeah. you to be with us. This That's is not just about mean. us. Exactly. This is about yeah. systemic oppression of people mm-hmm. that are not white. Let's yeah. just go ahead and say it. Not just in, in Montgomery, Alabama, not just in LA, not just in New Jersey, not just, you know, like this is, this is bigger than that. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I'm proud of that because I don't want to see, you know, walls built or, you know what I'm saying? People, uh, uh, restricted or banned yeah you know what i mean like this this is this is not just about that i don't want to see um uh low income white people mistreated this is not just about black people yeah yes it, it started with us and it is about you know how we are treated by the police and everything but it's bigger than that we yeah. need change it, we're like like we need change yeah you know, and you can't have the quote unquote American dream unless there's change. Yeah. I mean, real. I'm gonna say this realistically: the people legitimize legitimize government. We, the people, make yeah. the government yeah. legitimate. When we say we don't believe in the government because you're not doing your job, it's it's not just black people. It's Everybody that's oppressed by this system of, you know, the have and have nots. Yeah. And, and you know, it, I don't want to always bring it back to race, but it's clear. It's, uh, yeah, it sucks. You know? You know, it's funny because um, I think what the added layer of like a lot of the conversations I have is uh, on Twitter, I have a lot of conversations with like Liverpool, you know, like Liverpool fans or maybe not even necessarily Liverpool fans, but like, people from across the pond, you know, and they don't really right. get, it. they're always like, it's, it's almost frustrating to have a conversation with, with a lot right. of these people sometimes. Cause even if they're leftist, even, you know, they're progressive socialists, whatever they identify as politically, it's just like, at the end of the day, they don't kind of understand why we're always mentioning race, you know? And it's just because I don't know, really, I can't speak on what England's history is, you know, or what like any of these other countries history is, but our country was built on the oppression of race. You know, and that's why people don't understand that 
White people did not get this country about being friendly. Yeah, exactly. Like anything that happens in this country is intrinsically racial. And unfortunately, it's become politicized. I think that's been the biggest issue is that it shouldn't be political. It shouldn't be that I don't believe in or I don't believe that police brutality happens because I'm a conservative, you know, Um, or that I believe that peaceful process is the only way we should do it because I'm a Democrat. You know, like there isn't no one right way of doing it. And I think that we, we do ourselves a huge disservice by trying to politicize what what is clearly a human rights issue. You know, um, it's, I don't know. It's just super frustrating. Dude. It's super frustrating to see people deny things that are on video, you know, and we see it on Twitter more, you know, you see raw unfiltered video of like boots on the ground protesters, you know, people getting brutalized by, by police. And then you see a random Twitter account and American flag as their Abby, you know, and they're like, well, well, we need more context. And it's like, Come on, dude. Like, how much context do you need that would be able to excuse what you're already seeing on I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, tell us what's happening. It's like, no, read my fucking tweets. You you can't sense the emotion from what I'm... Either you're trying to ignore it or you just refuse to ignore it. But, like, I'm trying to convey to you the literal fear of what I'm feeling at this very moment in time. And, David, that's a great point because... I didn't want to exactly come out and drag the UK fans, the UK whites, but you don't see my tweets. I'm coming out and attacking them because... Dog, honestly, if we could call them out... That shit got do with them too. If we could call them out, honestly, I'm getting really fucking tired of seeing people comparing Black Lives Matter protests to, oh, but if we were hanging outside of Anfield, we would get shit for Nah, like, bro, no, <laughs> let's go. No, we shouldn't fucking drag them over that. That's yeah. bullshit. Goddamn... Yes. Socialist, social justice as Reds reduce the Black Lives Matter movement to try to compare them. And like that shit pisses me off, bro. Honestly, All because just, you want to celebrate man. 19. All because yeah, you want to celebrate 19. That's, that's bullshit, bro. Bad, no, that's bullshit. That's really whack. Because here we are. We try to defend Black Lives. Because I'm sorry. If y'all had knows, Black Lives do matter. And yeah. when we say y'all, uh, let me... I, I, I may have to translate a little bit for everyone as we get more hype, as we get more emotional. When we say y'all, that is for the white folk. That is for anyone who has white privilege. If you have a form of white privilege, when I say y'all in this conversation tonight, when any of us say y'all, that's referring to y'all because y'all don't get it. All the ones that we're trying to reach out to right now. And again, it's been said a couple times tonight. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Two Red Gringos, for letting us just go off because this is what we're talking about. This yeah. this is what we live. And you know what, Stan? Yeah. Let me say this. This happened. I was I got in a conversation on Twitter today about this. This guy said, you know, they had the protest in in London today in England, and there was a bunch of people who was like, well, we need to call off the the uh, lockdown because I hadn't seen my parents in months. I was like, look, dude, I'm sorry you hadn't seen mama in a long time, but do not equate that to years of systemic oppression and literally like being persecuted in the streets. I can't go, I can't go get my McDonald's brekkie. Yeah. I should be allowed to go get my brekkie. Like because sorry, you can't see my mom, the and papa, or whoever. But like this, this man, this ain't the you, same, ooh, you know. And you know what? And I think people need to realize that the same, the same people who are very, very adamant about social distancing and about staying inside, 
a lot of us are the same people that are out protesting now, you know? And of course I could see why it looks hypocritical, but maybe instead of automatically assuming it comes from hypocrisy and from, you know, just being insidious in our thoughts, maybe ask yourself why, despite us fully believing in social distancing and fully believing in the need to have a lockdown, why we still come on, bro? Still, why the why the need to protest for Black come Lives on, overrides that? You know, like come on, bro. Like really think about how important this is that we feel that we need to do that. You know, like that's what people don't get. Like they just look at it and they're like, oh, well, you guys are hypocrites. You know, you guys spent all this time telling us to stay inside. Now you guys are out protesting. You know, and it's like, yeah, it goes to show how. How fucking important! How mad we we're it's really to, like we're, literally like, risk really our lives. lives yeah. yeah, dude. Guys, people are risking their lives just to make the world right. a better place for tomorrow, dude. Like we may not even be around to see the changes that happen here, but right. if I spend the rest of my short life fighting for equality, and two generations from me they reap what they sow, what they sow from our fight, then I'm happy with that. You know, yep. but the reality is that. Our people have been fighting for so long. Like, mm-hmm. our people have been fighting for, well, my people have been fighting for decades. You guys have been fighting for centuries. Generations, and bro. Centuries. Centuries. And that's bullshit. Yeah, bro. It, it's we still are the fucking continue. taxpayers. We are, I'm sorry, David Left Coast. I'm sorry, bro. I don't mean to no, shout no. over you, but no, just like dude. when you say, when you just tack on the years, fucking. Quan had to remind me of it. David had to remind me of it earlier. Like it's just infuriating the fact yeah. that personally, I'm in the best position of my life. I haven't been in a better position of my life. Post college, financially, situationally, uh, not no roommates, no bullshit, none of that. I'm finally getting all the shit and the gear back that yeah. I, I had just to be selfish for a second. Let me be selfish, right? And I care about my community and I fight for black lives. I represent as a part of the fucking race, no matter how high tone my voice is. No, man, I'm finna die right now. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. I'm finna die because now it's us against them. And as Antoine said earlier, there is no middle fucking ground. As Any David said earlier, there is no middle ground. There never has been a middle ground, though. And if not more now than ever, there will ever be a middle ground. And God damn it, do I want to be a selfish bitch and just say, oh, no, fuck off, fuck this bullshit. No. God damn, I wish I were a front line right now. Yeah, dude, it's just... Back in my home city. I wish I was... I wish. I'm washed. You know what I mean? And I'm a little selfish sitting back here in the suburbs. It's like it, it's ultimately it's not it's not selfish to care about yourself, but it sucks that like you almost feel guilty for not fighting mm-hmm. because our system is so Bro, we, I we wanna be like, right there. I wanna be right you know? there. When I saw people protesters getting tear gas on the Vine Street Expressway. I grew up there. That's my city. That's my town. I got off on the Broad Street subway right there. I walked on the Vine Street Expressway. You really can't walk there, but you can if you're like dangerous enough to do. Driven it, walked it. That's my fucking city, bro. When I seen the image of people getting tear gas trying to jump over the Vine Street Expressway, like that's my fucking city. That shit hurt me to the core because, like, no, let me be gas with y'all. Let me. 
be hurt with y'all because that's where we're at. If let us be soldiers together, let me hold hands with you, right? Because we're all fighting for the same thing. We are all fighting for equality. And just to have that hit me from my yeah, eyes, art. No, bro, man. It, like, it's like I said, dude, you know, that's why, like, it's like I said, ultimately, like, protesting, obviously, if you can, you know, go for it. But there's just, I mean, us having this conversation, you know, and having this conversation that, thankfully, the two red gringos gave us a platform to do, you know, so we can bless, 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 bless. podcast, you know, it's like, this is important too. This is just as important, you know, at least for me, I feel like it's just as important because you're having these dialogues that maybe some people are too afraid to have, you know, but they're having it like from this perspective of people of color, you know, and, and they yeah. get to see kind of what we're feeling, you know, and I think that's really mm-hmm. important. It's just in general, it's just, I really hope that people understand and join the fight. Cause yeah, it's like you guys said, there really is no middle ground and, it's, it's to the point, unfortunately, maybe there was a middle ground a few years ago, you know, in the past. There, there's no middle ground. We've become – the disparity, the racial and wealth disparity is so, so in this country that there literally is no middle ground. You're either shilling yeah. for the government or you're for the the people, and that's it, you know? That's it, like, man. And that's what people don't understand. Like, there, there's literally no middle class anymore, and that's by design, you know? that That is by the powers that be decided that the middle class was too close to comfort for them. Uh, and now we're all, or none of us, you know, or most of us are struggling to become middle class and it's very frustrating. Um, but it's even more frustrating knowing that there's a huge chunk of us that are working class slash lower middle class compared to those that aren't. And despite that, those people are still being silent, you know, like, again, you don't have to protest, but goddamn say something, bro. You yes. know, and talk I think is fucking talk to your talk to your parents who you know have asked backwards uh, or you know have that conversation with them something but you have to do something like the time the time is now you know yeah and it, it's something it's something that I've really been seeing like uh, saying a lot and like for me it's like it's now or never you know like we have to fight now dude like we have to have to have to you know? I think it's important like, I would I hate, think it's I would hate for us ten years from now to have this conversation again, you know? And sure, 10 years from now, we definitely have to revisit this conversation because obviously there's always room to improve, you know, and there's always different injustices and there's always things that we can, you know, that we can expand upon, but we shouldn't have the same exact conversation 10 years from now, you know? Like that's, that should be the goal. Like 10 years from now, we shouldn't be talking about police brutality still happening to like, you know, uh, in a pandemic level, you know, police brutality is still happening uh, and we're not doing anything about it. You know, like that would be, that would suck, you know, but I don't know, man. So it's frustrating to see, but hopefully everybody gets it together and everybody's doing their part, you know, and that's, that's super, that's super encouraging, you know, cause it's not just about tearing the system down. Like there's no point in tearing the system down. If we're not, we're not going to replace it with anything that's going to work for us, you know? And I'm going to, I'm going to say this, man. Uh, I think it's important to say, just because you're not physically in the streets protesting does not mean you can't be a part of this movement. Yeah. You know, like whatever you can do, like you said, if it's, if you know, you're a, a middle-class white kid and you know, your uh, parents are racist as hell, tell them, you know what I mean? Like, Hey man, like that was racist when you just, you know, uh, locked your door when that black dude walked by or something like not saying don't be safe, but you know, little things like yeah, it matters. Know, it matters. You know, and then another like, thing. Like, that stuff also literally, do. when you betray, because you know what, 
let's be real about this. If you saw your friends or your people or whomever be mistreated and persecuted, that's going to give you a form of PTSD. If you've seen your best friend dragged out of a car and beaten up by police officers and took in a jail, that's going to give you a form of, of PTSD where you distrust all authority. You know, so we're we're coming from people of color are coming from this point where we've we've been cynical our whole lives. You know, because we I don't think any one of us ever believed the system was made for us. And it's just not that naive. But people out here think there's nothing wrong with the system because it was designed for them. Yep. You know, like if the system's designed for you, you don't see anything wrong with the system. You know what I mean? But you're running a race where everybody else, every person of color is starting three, four laps behind you. You know what I mean? Like, of course, the race is going to be easier to you, but we, we got to catch up. You know, we're trying to we got to actually lap you in order to get where you're at. You know, and, and I think that's that's important to say, like, just because it works for you doesn't mean it works for everybody. So if you want this country to be what you you say it is, speak up, man. Speak up. You know, like you don't you don't have to be here and you know what I mean, like walking down the street to sign. Everybody can't do that. But you, you can do your part. Exactly. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you see a Karen on the street yelling at a a, a person of color mm-hmm. for their ki- or, or or some kids selling lemonade, literally selling lemonade on the side of the street, and you call the police on them or something like that. Tell her, tell your friend, tell tell them like, look, man, this is racist. This is wrong. Oh my god, dude! I I'm sorry. I just I can't believe that people still do shit like that. Like it's so frustrating, dude. Like it's and I can't even imagine like as a non-black person of color, like I can't imagine. For me, it like frustrates me to no ends. But I know that that still would never happen to me. You know. Like I can't even imagine the frustration knowing that like that shit could happen to you, to your kids, to you guys. Like just getting harassed yeah. for no reason, walking into your apartment building. Like you know, again, for my for my Latino people of color, like we need or non-black Latinos, I should specify, because obviously you know we have Afro Latinos. For my non-black Latinos, like we need to recognize that we are also privileged. You know, like me, I could pass as a white guy. You know, or at least I'm light skinned. So I have certain privileges, you know, but what am I going to do with that privilege? That's what matters, you know, and I think that's what a lot of people don't don't understand. A lot of white people, a lot of like Latinos that don't really don't think this affects them. It's like you need to understand that even if it doesn't affect you, there's probably a reason for that. And unfortunately, it's probably a racial reason, you know, like you're probably not harassed by the cops because you're well off and because you're white passing or because you're white, you know, and like you need to recognize that this shit happens like whether or not we want whether or not we we accept that it happens it happens you know and it happens more than we could even count like you know it, it's just i don't know dude it, it's just it's I, a lot i hear what you're saying and i think i think the problem is in america that we see this stuff in black and white film and you know we we, we read it in history books and we think we're so far removed from it yeah, we're dude. not, dude. And, we're and, not and that far removed from this, and it's not taught accurately either. Yeah, parts are left out. Yeah, and yes. it's framed yes. in certain ways to make certain certain 
events look better in certain yeah, lights and, and certain events look less significant. So yeah. it's always, if you don't know your history, you know. We, we, we have we, to remember, we have yeah. to remember what, what this platform in this country was built on, the foundation. Yeah. It was built on elitism and racism. And it's, it, it's been hundreds of years. It's not going to change in 40 or 50. You know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. like David David West. Me and David East have children. <laughs> is that, sorry, is that the You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm mean, saying yeah, like yeah. that, but it's like, when you're saying like 10 years, I, feel, I felt that so much because I want to leave this place better than I found it. Not for me, personally, but for my child and for generations to come later because the ball was dropped. You know what I mean? Like when, when, when Martin Luther King and, 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 and everybody was marching and fighting, you know, once a year, one month a year, the shortest month at that, you know what I'm saying? We, we see some movies on TV or something, you know what I mean? Some clips, but don't make it sound like that's just so far in the past. Like yeah. that's what we used to be. No, yeah. we, we're, we're still a piece of that. Now it might not be signs on the door saying, you know, people of color don't enter here, but it's still there. And I think that's yeah, the no, point. It's, it's, it's different, but it's know. still there for sure. Yes. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, like there's a saying that my father always told me growing up here in Alabama, the Klan didn't go away. They just traded in robes and hoods for suits and ties. That's, that's it. That's the truth. You know, and we got to change things. I I don't want to do the whole spiel about, you know, gout and vote and all that, but that stuff's important, man. Fuck yeah. Not voting for just for president. Like, you know, your your local prosecutors, your local DA. Yeah. Stuff like that. Fuck yeah, dude. Like uh, that, that know. matters, man, because the system is what the system is. So mm-hmm. we have to do like tangible things to change it. Yeah, you can't just it, sit here and say racism dead, kumbaya. Like, <laughs> I think bringing it back to the football, like, you know, we hear that kick racism out thing every once in a while. And then you watch a Serie A game and they're, they're throwing bananas <laughs> on the field mm-hmm. and having monkey chance. Like that is a, a a microcosm of the world, you know what I mean? Like like that that is reality, you know that uh, that this is what it is for us. Yeah, you know. And then they go home to their you know kids and family and 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 like they're fine after they were just monkey chanting this guy on the field for doing his job. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that that happens in everyday life. So I don't know, man. That's it's just my two cents. I hope somebody hears. If one person hears this and says, hey, man, that guy on that podcast sounded really, truly emotional and disturbed. Maybe I should look at myself and the people around me, which is important. Because, yeah. you know, like when your friend says some racist joke or something, this is what we're talking about, bro. Yeah. You know, like, like directly. You know what I mean? Like, Step up, yeah. you know, like, like, Stand up, speak up. like, um, sorry, I know I've been uh out for a minute and just yeah, be part, Twan, you right, bro, like, be part of the solution. And 
I, I wear a wristband on my left wrist in solidarity. And it's the stand up, speak up wristband that emanates from 2003 when Arsenal and Man U played in the stand up, speak up campaign against racism was in full effect. That campaign was from 2003 until 2005. And that was the campaign which helped shape who I am today. And it wasn't much. It was Nike football taking a minute and a half with black, white, Latino players. And, and, they, just, and they just expressed themselves against hatred, against racism. And they wore black and white jerseys. I used to have a black and white Arsenal stand up, speak up Thierry Henry jersey and, and si senor, eh? right? And just like Henry and his generation of players stood up against, stood up and stood against racism. And I can guarantee, I can guarantee you in my heart until the day I die. If you are not against racism, if you do not stand up and speak up against systemic racism, against social racism, against racism of any kind in this manner right now, you will never, ever mean anything to me because of the fact that I need you right now more than ever, more than ever. Y'all, I need y'all, white people, white men, white women, anyone non-black, anyone who's unaffected by this right now, I need y'all to see and hear and feel what we're conveying in this moment right now. Because this is the pain that we feel. This is, this is the pain that we're conveying. This is the pain when we step outside our homes, when we leave our homes of comfort. When we leave our families and say, hey, I'll talk to you later. We don't know we're coming back. We don't know we're coming back. I go to work. I tell my fiance, I'll text you later. I don't know when I'm coming back. They might snipe me down dead. I don't know. I don't know. Someone might come, a random white citizen, one of those fucking muckrackers who, who are approved by fucking fake ass present they're approved to be white militias right the same white militias that were approved to fight for this country's freedom those are the same white militias right now that are approved to go strike us down dead in the streets by the fucking POTUS they are given carte blanche like Hitler gave carte blanche. A fucking fascist gave carte blanche to kill. And this carte blanche, this fascist is giving, has been given carte blanche to kill. And I, I, I feel for my life, I have never been more scared than I am right now. And I, I, guys, gentlemen, David included, left coast. <clears throat> That fear that I am conveying right now, that is the fear I've been tweeting about. I just, I'm in fear. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I marched Blackout Tuesday just off the rip, just off the strength of me. I marched 
1.4 miles to my job through a rich white neighborhood. Both arms raised. I alternated right arm, left arm. No justice, no peace. That's right, man. My life matters. Black lives matter. That's fucking right, bro. And and until we recognize that as a whole in this country, I will continue to be angry and I will continue to be incensed. I have been incensed. And until now, it hasn't been okay to be incensed. And that's part of the bigger problem. It hasn't been okay to be this mad. Yeah, We have been this mad. We have been this angry. We have been fighting. Juan, David, I know y'all motherfuckers tired. Exhausted. Mm-hmm. How much smoke do we have left to give, bro? We joke and talk with with other with 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 white members of the community about giving the smoke and da 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 and X Y Z. We don't have much smoke left to give, man. I swear to God, on my mom's death, on my father's death, on Malcolm X, on MLK Jr., we ain't got much smoke left. It's either this or perish. And I swear to God, <coughs> that's it, bro. That's it. And no to people. the white LFC community in the United States, I, I pray y'all get this. Please. We ain't got much left, man. We don't. And it sounds like I'm almost choking. It sounds like I'm almost crying. It sounds like I'm half screaming. It's because I am. I've been pounding my fucking recliner that my fiance got for me. I've been pounding it for the last hour because that's everything I feel. Every tweet that y'all have seen from Yes Lad FC, that's it, bro, right now. That's it. Not today because I've been tweeting about football, but for the most part, man, when those motherfuckers sit there and tell me it's hard to follow you because all you tweet about is race, it's just my motherfucking life. 25 feet from when I wake up, when I open my eyes, and I know y'all feel it too. Left Coast David, you feel it too. We not white. We don't have that spoon. We don't have that privilege. We have the, we have the hell of being dark. We have the hell of being African, of being of Latino. We have that hell that we have to face when we step outside the comfort of our homes. And that's bullshit. And I swear to God, if y'all not going to realize it, y'all being white, if y'all not going to see it today, y'all not ever going to see it. And we'll never see eye to eye. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, I think uh, people need to realize that with with the huge wealth disparity, you know, uh, the fact that a lot of us are underinsured in this country, um, I think people need to realize that. Yeah, I mean, obviously not to put an expiration date on us, but God damn, dude, you know, doomsday is getting uh-huh. near. You know, doomsday is getting Closer. near for us. You know, Closer. like we're Closer. we're getting more and more marginalized every year that goes by. You know, like yeah. the amount of ownership. Be, like between people of colors, just getting lower. Business is at a much higher rate. A lot of us drop out. You know, a lot of us face. You know, uh, even if we're top earners in our job, we're still going to make less than our white counterparts. Like it's just people don't understand that. Like you said, 
uh, Antoine. It's not sure there aren't signs outside saying, you know, blacks, Puerto Ricans, Mexicans do not, you know, with these to get all graphic with their signs. Sure. We don't have these, these signs, but now we have these low income neighborhoods that are essentially built with the mind of a school to prison pipeline. Yes. And yes. A lot of for the sad realities that a, the, the, for a majority of us, our destiny has been made for us before we were born, you know? Uh, so yeah, sure. We don't have signs, but God damn racism is fucking alive in this well in this country, you know? And I'm, I'm really, it's frustrating that, that it's in the faces of everybody and still people don't see it you know like for me it's like if you don't see it now you're never going to see it and you're never going to do the right thing and i'm never you're never going to support our cause so there's no point in me trying to reason with you you are the enemy you know that's what people need to is that you know we we like you know we play nice of like being peaceful and stuff and it sucks because you know look at people we're not even allowed to be violent if we wanted to you know people condemn like all the all the violence you know and i'm like dude these like this is pent up rage this is pent up rage of years, our lives. of centuries of frustration. frustration. Check to check, live, living it's check to check. You think honestly? That's why I tell people, I'm like, this is centuries of pent up rage. Do you really think I give a shit if a CVS gets smashed? Do you if really a Target gets fucking demolished, I really don't care. I honestly the CFOs don't give a shit. Martin Luther King said this. Martin Luther King said, "Riots." Are the language of the unheard? Exactly, bro. And he mm. tried so, to do it. He that's what's it. What going on right now. You know, people refuse to give us anymore, and that's what it is. You know, like that's what that is what it is. That is what it is, David. No, fuck like it is what it is. And acting like there's nothing to the no such thing as insurance. Like we can these things just can't get built back. You can't get lied. Pay back. Exactly. Y'all can't replace the life of my man George Floyd. Y'all can't replace the life of Breonna Taylor. You cannot replace the life of any black citizen of this country who has been murdered just because motherfuckers is afraid. Yep. And I'm going right. to say this, man. I'm going to say this and I'm finished. Like, look. Hey, David, my bad. For cops years, bro. cops come out and say, all they Davids. say all the time. Everybody. They say, uh, you know, I got a wife and kids to go home to. I'm just trying to do my job. I'm just trying, you know. Listen, man. George Floyd had white uh, wife and kids to go home to. What happened? You know what I mean? Black men have wife and kids to go home to. We want to make it back home just like you do, man. Please. You know? Please. Like, we're we're people just like you. Like, that's the I, end Yeah, that's and the I hate point. to sound... I hate... No, honestly, I, I don't hate to sound, uh, like, not... Empathetic. Don't hate to sound okay. shit, bro. We're not like, here for that. Go ahead, me, say it. It sucks that, like... Look, man, I'm sorry, but you chose to be a cop. You know, you know the dangers of the job. You swore to protect and serve. So maybe understand that that is your rule and not gun down people because they're reaching for their ID. You know, like if you're hey, that maybe. mentally unstable, if you're that mentally weak, you should not be a cop. And it's that simple. You know, these people act like because they're cops, they have this authorization to like that they're above the law they can kill anybody they want you know and they only act that way because we, the love. Power, we allow them to, to, to act that way you we know love. We love. Yeah. 
No, and so I'm sorry that you have a wife and kids to go home to. Cool. So maybe don't be a massive asshole and put yourself in fucked up predicaments by stopping someone uh, based on the color of their skin and then from there escalating instead of de-escalating it, you know? Because that person also has a wife and kids to go home to, bro. We all try to get home at the end of the day, man. Like, that's what people don't get. Just be a little empathetic. How hard is it to be empathetic? Empathy, man. Empathy. How hard is it it to be like, you know what? Maybe this dude had a shitty day today, you know? Maybe if nothing else is going on in their life, he came in in a bad mood. Maybe he just had a shitty day and and I'm going to be empathetic. Towards that. Shit, like, maybe his maybe you know? his partner cheated on him. He can be somebody's ass. You don't know. Some bro. Oh my god. Say say you step out of the house, you know your girl done cheated on you like five thousand times with some bitch ass motherfucker, and you mad, you in the BS. Maybe you step out on the street, you're not allowed to step on the streets as a black man or a Latino man or a person of color with that sort of weight on your shoulders. Oh man, my god. We're what? not allowed to be angry, bro. I just Ever. don't want to be scared because I'm black. I don't want to be scared for my life because I'm there black. It is. Like, there it is. I don't want to be scared. There it is. Go to prison at a at a uh, uh, unequal rate. I don't want to be scared to to ride down the street and a cop gets behind me and hit the lights. I don't want to be scared when I walk into a department store and a a, a white lady is just intimidated by my presence you know what i mean i i just i i just don't want to be scared anymore man like we're we're human we're people man i i we don't want to be scared just like you don't want to be scared that's it that's that's thank you that's that's it twan you said it better than i you hit it on the nail for me We, we both 87 babies right yeah to me it related hard as shit when you was like 33 years. I'm tired. Bro, when I read that, I knew I was tired. In my mind, I knew I was tired. In my heart and soul, I knew I was tired. And seeing another black man my age, now he got more He got more right on the plate than I do. I'm an anomaly. I should have like two, three, whatever kids. Say whatever they expect of us to have. They think all we do is just breed kids and claim unemployment but. Fuck y'all who think like that. You feel me? We are taxpayers and we are hardworking citizens. We care about a community just like everyone else who isn't black, whatever. The stereotypes y'all have, need to, y'all need to let go of. But point hey, being, we said 33 years, that clicked with me. I just turned 33 years old on April 24th. Y'all go steal my identification. I'm broke shit. Y'all can't get nothing off me. Remember, I'm <laughs> real shit. Real shit. Remember that. Y'all, y'all want to steal my ID? Go for it. Y'all not getting shit. Point being, point being is that I'm tired. David's tired. David Velasquez is tired. Antoine Stokes is tired. I'm tired too. And I'm standing white. Um, gentlemen. <laughs> I want to thank everybody on this pod. I want to thank the two at Gringos. I want to thank Phil Baki and Pat Staley, the hosts of the two at Gringos, oh, yeah. for letting us have this space, for letting us go off. Um, and I want to thank the time of every gentleman here. And I also would like to take a moment to respect the deaths of anyone who has perished by the hands of bad cops. So let's just take that moment of silence right now and just think of their families and think of the people 
move that before us, please. Um, as we rally up and God bless those, those families and God bless those lives lost because nothing hurts me more than just the fact that this still happens and this still exists and we are still persecuted. Um, as we wrap up though, um, just everybody give y'all ads and where they can reach y'all. If anyone has any questions, they can come talk to y'all. Y'all my brothers, like y'all got the most fire tweets out there. Like just go ahead and wrap up for me. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll go first. I'm, uh, you follow me at Learned Brethren. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate y'all fellas. Thank you. Good talking to all y'all and meeting you guys for the first time. Y'all some standing. Yeah, yeah. Love you guys. Sweet, of course. It's always good to hear from some sensible LFC fans. You know, it's few and far between on the timeline sometimes. So you guys, tweets always appreciate it. So thank you. Appreciate that, bro. Yeah, man. Uh I I, I gotta say one last time, shout out to Pat and Phil for uh giving us this platform. You can reach me at Stokes. Three three four. Uh, when the world's not burning, I usually just like to talk LFC and uh, you know <laughs> chop it up. So you know what I mean. Reach out to me, bro. You know I, I usually watch the games and just tweet or whatever. But uh, you know this is this, this historical times we're living in. Unprecedented times call for unprecedented conversations. So yep. appreciate yep. that. Hey. The whole fam up here right now. I love y'all boys and, and uh you know, keep reaching out to them, man. We one team, one fight, though. Real talk. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. Um yeah, man, I really appreciate it. You know, this shit was dope. Like I'm glad that this was our first encounter, you know, getting to talk about some some something that's really important, you know, and it affects really affects everybody, you know. Um so I, I appreciate, like I said, this shit was awesome. I hope we get to do it again. Um, so thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we get to do a Zoom watch party at least. You know? Right, man. Hopefully oh we can do God. just just do I this with some just know. straight up Liverpool. You know what I mean? Yeah, like just chop it up, man. But this needed to be done. But I, I look forward to some lighter conversations, man. You know what I mean? Um, well, I mean, speaking of lighter conversations, if you gentlemen are actually available, we
we are looking to engage in a part two of tonight's podcast, which will be all football things related. And we can get to go off about all sorts of shit that we've been uh, talking about. And um, I'm about to go in on FSG out, bro. No, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, no yeah. fucking Yankees. Let's go. And I'm, about, I'm about to stand for Genie, um, cut. Like, real talk. Oh, dog, I'm where's gonna... the contract? Fuck Y'all motherfuckers need to represent. All right. Um, all right. Let's lock this out, boys. Um, once again, thank you to Two Egg Gringos, uh, specifically Pat and Phil, back in Staley, at Two Egg Gringos Pod, for Antoine Stokes, Stokes G4, for, for at Gucci Mane, Mr. Dave Higgins. And at Don Topek, kind of, sort of, really. Chipe Totek. Chipe Totek. Chipe Totek. Chipe Topek coming in <laughs> with the fucking heat. Coming in with the real shit at the end to help, help all of us round out. Folks, this, these are voices of minority men who feel the shit every day. And I promise you not, the emotion and the raw, just the rawness, the raw that you've heard tonight, that's about one sixteenth of all of us that what we feel every day throughout our entire fucking lives. So I promise you, 33, 38, whatever, any black person's eyes, if you look into your eyes, the pain, and the hurt and everything you've heard tonight, I can guarantee God damn bless you. That shit real. Um, all right, we're going to sign off now. Shouts to the Two Red Gringos. This has been a Two Red Gringos podcast production. Signing off, this is Stan White saying Black Lives Matter. Take care, fellas. All right, man. Good to see y'all.